Good evening, America, and welcome to the Friday night edition of The Sea Report, coming to you live on this, what, May 28th, 2021. I am your host, Mr. C, and I am most happy to be with here, here with you guys tonight. Uh, we are coming to you live on the Foxhole app, on DLive, and on the Twitch, and we're ready to have a great evening show for you guys tonight. Now, I know I've been kind of all over the place this week. Uh, but it's it's not my fault, I swear. Although I take responsibility for all of my actions, uh, I did indeed book this show at 8 p.m. tonight. Texas time, mind you, Texas time. Anyways, guys, okay, so yes, uh, we're coming at to you guys late this evening. Um, we are doing a special late night report just because, you know what, we always have things going on, and I'm glad that you guys can uh, appreciate that and understand been doing uh taking care of the fam and stuff like that uh yesterday um my sister had a surgery and i do appreciate the many uh, prayers and well wishes everything went well and she is now in recovery so we'll see how that goes it was like uh the light the light i can see the light it was a great experience um just to know that things are going well in that fashion so i do definitely chalk it up to everyone's prayers and wishes as well as their well meanings and i thank you all for that so anyways to get back onto things, we're going to go ahead and do actually tonight, we're going to jump on the bandwagon like we normally do here at the Sea Report. We're going to be talking about some election audit updates because uh, there were, you know, some things going on, you know, in the uh, the ethersphere out there in regards to what's happening in our elections uh, and the audits that are going on. As you guys know, Arizona's in play, New Hampshire's in play, uh, Wisconsin is quickly coming into play. Although I don't know, we'll 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 kind of we'll kind of analyze that a little bit on tonight, uh, and then of course Georgia. Oh boy, there's some developments in Georgia. Let me tell you what: some of y'all might not be happy about it, but it's good to know uh, that um, you know uh, voter GA and uh, those who are associated with it are not looking at it as if though the glass were half empty. In fact they have found a silver lining. It kind of makes you wonder what's cooking up in Georgia, right? Uh, then also Pennsylvania is coming into play as well. So we got a lot of developments happening tonight and we're going to do a special kind of like uh, um, election audit update just to keep everyone in the know of what's going on over in that department of news, right? Uh, but otherwise, other than that, again, welcome to a special evening edition of the Sea Report. Uh, we get to do this every now and then, and who knows? I mean, actually, actually, what I'm thinking is going to happen, especially this weekend, because we do have the uh, uh, Forgotten Country Patriots Roundup happening now in Dallas, Texas, right, where we're having speakers such as Sidney Powell, General Michael Flynn, and more, and including some of those from the Foxhole family, who will be uh, sharing their stories and sharing their knowledge and insights about the Patriot movement. Who knows, maybe Q will pop up, 
Now, I don't mean Q in person, of course, because we can only uh, we can only have hoped for that. But I do mean in spirit and uh, and maybe perhaps that spirit will spur some on. I mean, to me, it's like I mean, because obviously I'm not there in person myself, but to me, it's like a great big old patriot pep rally, you know, like. You know, who are the cheerleaders? Uh, is it the Foxhole fam? <laughs> the Foxhole fam, we are cheerleading. We're leading the cheer for the Patriots, America first, and for also uh, anything associated with Q. So I think that could be a good thing. I think that could be a great good thing, that roundup over there, right? Um, so we'll see how that goes, and I do wish them well. Now, um, I'm not sure, like, according to the itinerary today, Let's see what they had going on over there, right? Apparently, it was um, they had a VIP ticket holder registration and a meet and greet. Now, that's exciting. So let me tell you uh, something for sure, gentlemen and ladies, or ladies and gentlemen. Um, we will be doing um, C-reports throughout this entire weekend. Uh, normally, I do have Saturday and Sunday off from running headlines in the news, but in honor and respect of those who are gathered over there in Dallas for that momentous event. I mean, it's Memorial Day weekend. It's a three or four day weekend for some anyway. So why not just, you know, put our heads down and power through? At least that's the way I see it. So uh, I will be doing C reports throughout the weekend. I don't know when they're going to drop, but if you follow me on Pilled and you hit that bell, you will know for sure when I drop. And so, okay, so there were some other exciting developments that happened. And now for those of you who are watching us on DLive and those of you who are watching us on Twitch, because those are the other two platforms that we're streaming live right now, the C-Report, you should pay attention to the foxhole.app. Now, let me tell you, there were some exciting developments at the foxhole.app today. Uh, I mean, there uh, uh, since I got in, and I've only been in for almost going on two months now i mean it seems like to me like it's it to me it seems like it they've taken strides at developing this app and the one thing i can tell you that i appreciate about the foxhole.app for sure is that they those who have the the masterminds the the producers the the creators have definitely formed a platform that is geared towards community of those in the America first and the Patriot community. And I think that is such an invaluable thing. It's valuable. Like, how do you say that? Like it's, 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 it's worth so much. It's, it's almost worth more than you could put a price on because here you have a community of people who not only relate to each other and who can also share ideas and share points of view. Uh, um, they can, they can network, they can, they can, um, they can infuse that knowledge into each other that would only push them more forward or forward. Uh, bad grammar. I apologize. It's 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 eight o'clock Texas time. Mr. C's brain might not be working at the moment, but no, we're sharp and we're ready, right, guys? But what I'm trying to say is, um, if you are watching on other platforms, because I, okay, I will just say I'm lazy and I don't want to deal with those other platforms. But it's not true. I mean, uh, we want to uh, get our names out there, right? I mean, nah, you know what? It, it did not mean a whole lot to me until I found an audience that was meaningful to and that is the foxhole family so if you are one of those patriots if you feel like you're lost in the dark if you feel like you you are out in the desert on your own you are not on your own in spirit i'd say hop on over to the foxhole app and you will find your family because indeed a lot of us have found 
uh, that type of connection there. And I could only thank those who have uh, went ahead and provided that for us. Now, you're like, well, what's this all about, Mr. C? Well, I can tell you for a fact, you know, because the world at large, and especially those who are involved in propaganda and big tech media, they have chosen to censor. They have chosen to strip us of our voice and therefore strip us of our, our existence because our voice is our existence. What we profess to be, what we profess to exist in, that is who we are, that is our reality. And, and those out there in the big world, the big old white world, right? Ooh, that sounds kind of racist. No, nah, I don't think it is. But the big old world out there, you know, they have decided because they're bought into propaganda and to globalism and to those type of machinations that people like us don't deserve to have a voice. But that is often something that has been repeated through history as something that would silence those who dissent. Well, I think we are standing up and within, I was gonna say within a hole like Foxhole, but within a community like Foxhole, you know, we can stand up together and we don't have to just stand with uh, with our hands in our pockets. You know, we don't have to look down and just kind of kick the dust on the ground. There's a lot more going on there and we will learn from each other. We will get strength from each other and we will stand with each other. And that is the importance of that community. And it's it's invaluable. It is invaluable. So anyways, I'm coming to you guys live again from the Foxhole app, from um, uh, DLive and the Twitch. Now, okay, so, oh, okay, guys, guys, because I have a troll over on Twitch and uh, currently they're engaging. Um, uh, the last time I was on, the, their words of wisdom were, you need to engage the chat or you're only going to have one viewer. Okay, I mean, <laughs> thank you for returning, psych major. Uh, I am engaging you at this time at the head of the show because that's when I do it. I do a chat recap at the head of my show every day uh, that I go on live. And so now you can learn that uh, you might be the only one on Twitch, but there's about... I don't know, a hundred people standing behind me on other platforms plus. So you you might feel lonely there on Twitch, twitching, tweaking, whatever you're doing right now. You might be, uh, I don't know, you might be some person. <laughs> but anyways, uh, here's what I have to tell you, sir, or ma'am, or, or, or it, or whatever you are. All I have to say to you, person, individual, human being, I think, is that we don't need people to stand behind us to be strong. I don't need an army behind me to stand strong. I don't need anyone to back me up. All I need is my heart, my spirit, and my soul to back me up and maybe a higher power as well. So uh, I'm glad you're not lonely there because I'm pretty sure you're thinking that your, uh, your, your loud minority is standing with you but um, they probably don't give a damn about you. Anyways, okay, so let's go ahead and go on. We're going to do our chat recap now about uh, we were on yesterday. We had quite an episode yesterday. I had such a fun time with yesterday's episode. And Psych Major, I guess they subscribed to me because they knew I was on. Um, bless you. Hey, Liz Garcia, how are you doing? I see you there, over there in the Twitchers. Uh, um, I hope that your trip was safe. 
and uh, I hope that you were well on your journeys. And welcome, welcome. Uh, don't mind Psych Major. I haven't read any of their comments because they just placed a paragraph of a Bible. They like placed a Bible. Like I'm running a live show. I don't have time to read like 20 paragraphs. All right, Psych Major, keep them nice and short, okay? And we'll let everyone else take rest. I, I, I haven't read anything uh, from you, sir or ma'am or whatever you are. Uh, tell us what your pronoun is. Uh, I'm engaging the trolls. You guys get ready. It's going to be a good show. Okay, because I can tell you what, we're going to be talking about the election audits. And I hope that doesn't make you mad, sir or ma'am or whatever you are. Okay, so yesterday we had Monkey Toe 71 FMJ762. Oh, wait, 762X39 in the house. Connect the dots. Joy for Trump. I love it when Joy for Trump comes in because, you know, obviously. But um, those are just some of the few. We had a lot of good conversation, you know, and, you know, it's kind of fun, like skipping around at different times of day because I'm meeting more people that I don't uh, that I don't always get to see. OK, wait, hold on. Liz Garcia says still here going home Monday. OK, Liz. If you have time on your way home on Monday, now, okay, I it takes me a few hours to put the C report together, but if you have some time, maybe we can have some coffee. All right, I'm making, I'm trying to set up a date with you, Liz, here on the air. So, <laughs> let me know what you think about it. Hit me up in the messages, or we'll 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 chat offline together at some point. But I would love to meet you, Liz. I think you are a star in my eye. Okay, so let's go ahead and get back to some of the chat. And Love Warns, if you want to join us, if you're listening right now, you're more than welcome to, because Love Warns is actually, uh, she's not as north as you are right now. So anyways, okay. All right, let's go ahead and go on to this. Uh, okay, so FMJ762X39 says, the audits will apply to all politicians and their extended families. So what is he talking about there? Well, we started off last episode talking about how um, um, the uh, DA in New York and and the attorney general over there want to like you know get trump indicted and stuff like that for his two books on taxes how to find a good low tax rate and the best low tax rates by donald trump's uh financial advisor and i guess in those two tax books plus his eight years of tax returns or whatever they're going to find something about it uh, and let's see. And so, I mean, I guess I guess that's something that we should be worried about. Right. So I, but I think that is exactly true, because just as we were talking about at the head of that, uh, we were talking about how uh, because they're going to open up this whole tax inquiry into our President 45, Donald Trump, that to me, that just opens the floodgates on every freaking person who's ever represented us, you know, whether they are in the House or they're in the Senate. It's going to be open game. And and I do believe it will also go to the extended family because Lord knows the people in New York have tried to get everyone in, in President Trump's family, you know, and they've tried to like, you know, uh, hold them to the grindstone about tax evasion or whatever kind of fraud that they think is happening. So we'll see what happens with that. And you know what? Good. I say move forward with it. But here's the question. And here's what the question was. Uh, let me see. Uh, who had the question? I think it was... Mm, someone asked the question. It'll come to me in a minute. Someone asked, and when I see, and I see who it was, I'll, I'll point out the name. Someone asked, what do you think about, what are your opinions on Donald Trump getting arrested? And, and all I could say in regards to that is, I believe that they will try. I believe that they would love to use it as a rap smear up campaign against Trump. So here's what I would picture. 
you got you got this DA and you got this attorney general in New York and they're trying to get Trump arrested. And what they want to do is they want to provide this optic, this optic opportunity, this photo op, basically, just like they did with Roger Stone, just like they did with Rudy Giuliani, where if you have an FBI or whatever coming in to raid them and they they arrest, they put the, the handcuffs on them and they make them do the perp walk, that then the rest of the legacy lamestream fake news media can go ahead and spin all these stories. And it just, it helps them because it makes it look like he's a criminal. And then of course, weeks, months later, it comes out that they found nothing, that there was nothing wrong, that he was innocent, that they were just going out on a lark, right? And it won't matter at that point to them because at that point, They'll have already spun all of their little webs in their little propaganda medias that would make everyone believe who's still asleep in a lemur that he was a criminal and that this whole time in his, what, 70 something years of existence, he's been a big old bad criminal. How could he have been president? He was a big old bad criminal. And then and then that will give all the ammunition to those who are still asleep and who are still lemurs and who are still brainwashed to say, I told you so. Uh, Donald Trump was a criminal and they finally arrested him. But how did he get away with it for the four years that he was a president? How did he get away with it before being a president? Is it perhaps because everyone was on his side until they found out that he was a conservative, until they found out that he actually loved America, until they found out that he actually wanted to do something to preserve this country? It could be, but that's what it's going to be. That's what they want to do. They want to just make him do the walk so that they can do the talk. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So they can spin their propaganda weaves in their own unread and dying news articles, in their own unread and out-of-business newspapers and TV shows, and they're quickly losing all of their viewers. They have no viewers. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if some of the trolls that I got are working for them. And it's okay. Hi, I hope I don't give you too much of a headache talking about this stuff. If you seem to enjoy it, but so do I. So that's the thing there, guys. All right. So, but here's the other thing. Here's the question I have. Uh, if you're wondering whether or not what my opinion is on him getting arrested, here's what I wonder. How are they going to do a 5 a.m. FBI raid on our 45th president of the United States, when he's still circled by Secret Service, he still has the highest amount of protection. Do you really think that they're going to succeed with such a raid? That's a good question, if you ask me. Anyways, let's go ahead and get back to our chat recap. We're going to take some time today. We're going to we're gonna kind of like, you know, we're going to roast in our own juices. But guess what? It's not going to be a bad roasting. It's going to be very flavorful. It's going to have good taste. It's going to be palatable. That's what we're all about here at the Sea Report. Okay, so uh, Patriot Bird, uh, first time I've seen you in my chat, working and lurking. Dodi Danny, I've seen you before, and they were lurking and playing video games. Now, I love that you can listen to the Sea Report and do other things as well, because, I mean, I, I have a radio voice, not a radio face, guys, so I'm totally cool with that. Um, hope everyone is having a wonderful day. Well, we hope you did too, Dodie Dandy. Vinny1765, take note, psych major, of all the people who are listening to this program, because I'm going to run through all their names just for you, sir 
or ma'am or whatever you are. Okay, Cherokee George says, leave it to me to get in right in the middle of things. You know what? It's always comfy in the middle, right? So it's all good. Vinny1765 was in the house. Skeeter Burke, what's going on? It's good to see you again. Warrior in the garden. I've seen you a couple of times. It's good to see you in the chat. Gary Flesner. Welcome, sir. It was good to have you on board on our show yesterday. Monkey Toe 71. I can always depend on my dear Monkey Toe 71. Everyone who was fined for the same crap. It was a it was a, a bit stronger of an expletive word that Monkey Toes used there actually should be dismissed. Okay, so we're talking about Whitmer here. Absolutely. Wretched Gretchen Whitmer gets caught breaking her own COVID rules and regulations. And the dive bar, not a restaurant, she made sure that you knew it was not a restaurant. The dive bar that she goes to does not get fined. And we went through over the, you know, what, 50 plus restaurants and, and, and establishments for eating and drinking that she she was slapping $11,000 fines on some of these businesses. She does not have the American people's best interest at heart, Right. Well, I would totally agree with what Monkey Toe 71 said there, that everyone who had a fine from what she did to them should have it like withdrawn, should have it expunged. They should reverse all of those fines. They should return the money to them because where did that money go anyways? It probably went into her pocket uh, uh, disguised as a civil bill or whatever. Thank you, Liz Garcia. I appreciate that. <laughs> You're going to make me blush. Okay. Anyways. Okay. So yeah, I would agree with you, Monkey271. I say everyone who suffered a fine at the hands of wretched Gretchen Whitmer, that disgusting troll from up north in Michigan, I think that they should have all of their charges expunged and they should be allowed to get their money back. Open up Michigan, guys. Open Michigan. Unlock Michigan. Free Michigan. They deserve it. You know, President Trump brought the economy of Michigan back to life when he was a president. And you know what? They just totally locked them back down under these 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 uh, these rules and regulations that they these they imposed, superimposed that they they forced on these people amazing it's amazing guys at the same time it's not skeeterberg said my backyard barbecue has no cover charge well skeeterberg i would love to go sometime i love barbecue it's like practically a food group for me anyways okay give me some big old hunkin dinosaur beef ribs ah i could just like gnaw on those for days okay palmer 1951 colorado is one five lotteries a million each wow okay so palmer uh, 1951. It's the first time I've seen you in my chat. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And yes, we're talking about the lotteries that these states are wasting all their money on from this COVID, uh, this COVID relief program. How is it legal? Because I mean, in most states, gambling is legal, right? Illegal, right? How is it legal that they can waste our taxpayer money, government funds on something like a lottery? And then to get, I mean, should not they hear their, okay, because if they're asking, and we know California's doing it, Ohio's doing it, everyone's doing it. But if they can waste our taxpayer money on a lottery, doesn't that tell you that they should probably, you know, maybe listen to their constituents who are not taking the shots and they're not taking the shots for a reason. And that's because in the collective conscience 
we are all learning for a fact that these mRNA gene therapy shots and these these uh, these spike protein, I'm going to kill you and give you a blood clot vaccines are not good for us. And that maybe that they're also not supported by any type of protection because they were released under emergency and they're totally experimental. That's just some of it. We're not getting even into how uh, it's coming out now in droves about how this could have been a bioweapon. It could have been formed by the Chinese government to attack America. There's a lot of stuff to it, guys. You guys know it. I know it. You know what's interesting, though, about this troll? I think they left. Liz Garcia, tell me if they left. Um, they're name-dropping Manafort, Flynn, Cohen, Bannon. They sound initiated to me, this psych major sounds initiated they're probably someone on the inside i mean they're probably a former patriot that's this is not someone whoever's whoever's trolling me in twitch is not someone who's a liberal left person that's someone who has knowledge about the patriot family and i'm telling you guys the patriot community is infiltrated i don't know who it is but they're infiltrated it and and i hate to say it guys but the Q community is also very infiltrated. I mean, come on, guys. Think about, well, we'll talk about that later. It's not worth it right now. But whoever Psych Major is, is uh, is either a former Patriot or someone who just does not like my show because they are dropping knowledge bombs to try and choke me up. I seize you, girl. I seize you. Okay. All right. Let's keep on moving along. Uh, we got caught up. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Skeeterberg stacks double X was in the house. Don S. He looks like Mad Cow. I know you were talking about that grueling entity that was on the show. I promise, guys, I will not do that to you again. They even said that. Angel Wings, you were in the house. NC111. I'm overdosing on clown pills. They were talking about the whole Biden beauty guru. The one that looks like Mad Cow, according to Don S. I totally agree. I totally agree. I promise I will not do that to you guys again without like a parental discretion or, you know, an advisory coming up on the board. I try and do that whenever I put these libtards on the screen. I try and warn you because I learned that some of us do have PTSD whenever we see these people. It's totally understandable. Okay. Angel Wings was in the house. Anon991717 was in the house. Jane Q Public, Chubby Patriot57. Banani17. Banani17, I like the cut of your jive. Okay, Don S, please don't ever do this again. Okay, I promise I won't. I promise I won't. Uh, let's see. Uh, Palmer1951 Palmer said they needed therapy. It was after that video I played about Biden and his, his, uh, his desperation to try and get at, uh, at, uh, at the gay community and the youth community by showing all these idiots, these influencers. Just fed up was in the house. Okay, ben okay Banani17. Uh, you've got a lot of wealth of knowledge, my friend. I really appreciated some of the uh, comments he was laying in there. Uh, when I was asking about 16, 618 or 619, he was quick to respond or she was quick to respond. The Bolshevik fascist communism. Now, I am aware of Bolshevism. Um, I know that that is that the communist party that basically destroyed Russia, killed a whole bunch of people. The Bolshevik revolution was not a good thing. Uh, good, We could have some good chats about that, you know, and where they came from and who they were. And, you know, kind of what I was thinking about the whole thing about Russia. And I don't know about uh, how many people think about this, but like with Putin and stuff like that, when Donald Trump would say something like, well, you know, we may have to watch out for Russia, but at the same time, um, you know, I do admire them because they actually lead their country. They actually govern their country. There's a lot of truth to that. 
because think about the banks. Now, what is the number one you know, facet that goes into the Communist Manifesto? They have to have a central bank. Do you understand why the Federal Reserve Central Bank is the thing that woke me up back in like 05, 06? Because the central bank, it's the number one salvo of the Communist Manifesto. They have to have a central bank. Why do they have to have a central bank? Because the central banks are controlled by the globalists, right? And they're private companies. They're not federal. The Federal Reserve is not, I mean, I'm sure psych major knows that the Federal Reserve is not actually uh, a government owned entity. Now, after Trump nationalized it on March 27, 2020, yes, it became part of our government again. But prior to that, it was owned privately by, you know, the board of directors or whoever was like on that board, whoever's, whoever was, we don't even know because they never even audited the bank. We know they have a chairman. We know they have a board, but we don't know the stockholders behind it. We don't know who owns it. Now, I'm sure after they nationalized it, they probably audited it behind the scenes. But the communists always have central banks and the Russians kick them out after the Bolshevik revolution was done and said with Putin and, and the guy before him, they got rid of them. That's why I kind of feel like the propagandists, the globalist propagandists of the world, I kind of feel like they made Russia our number one enemy because they kicked out the globalist cartel. They literally got rid of the central bank that was controlling Russia, and then they become our enemy because they have to telegraph them that way, because they have to bring them down. They're trying to get Russia back. If you know anything about the history of Russia and the history of the Bolsheviks and where those people came from, and those, you understand what I'm talking about. But those people are the Federal Reserve. Those people who control, I'm not saying specifically that they are them, but they're part of that structure. You know, and it's the same structure that has the crown. That's what the whole uh, revolution, the independence of America was about. We were not fighting over tea and stamps, guys. We were fighting about getting away from the power behind the crown, which controlled the dollar. That's what we were fighting about. That's why when we started making our own money, it was a thing. That's why they got, that's why they assassinated Abraham Lincoln, because he had the greenbacks and it was bringing back, uh, it was bringing back not only sound currency, but currency that was not being uh, molested by, by these, these interest rates that ate out the value of our money that ate out our sustenance, the substance, you know, that's what that was about, guys. So that's what I'm talking about. That's why they don't like Russia, because Russia kicked them to the curb. And we're on the verge of doing that. I'm telling you guys, when President Trump nationalized the Fed on March 27, 2020, go look it up. I was drunk for two days because over a decade, I never thought that that would happen. Like, that's what woke me up. This bank and how it runs our country used to woke me the hell up guys and i thought i never thought i i never even projected it i should you know curse myself for that never thought that we would have the day when that thing was nationalized and the reins were put back on them and the fed is the one that deserves the muzzle not the american people that's what i'm talking about okay just fed up welcome 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 warrior in the garden i wish we had a strong adults to make a stand okay warrior in the garden we, I wish we had strong adults to make a stand. We are those strong adults. We are the storm. We are those people. We are the ones standing together, organizing a revolutionary movement. That's what we're here for. President Trump and the Great Awakening woke us up. Q woke us up. Everything about Q, the puzzle pieces, that woke us up. But it's over with now. 
And now it's up to us to stand together to organize this revolutionary movement. We are those adults, warrior in the garden. We are the warriors. We're not just computer warriors anymore. Look at what's happening in our cities. Look at what's happening with these election audits. We are the ones who are getting the, the bill flipped. We're the ones calling for the audits. We're the ones who are standing up against the mainstream, lamestream, legacy, fake news media. It is us. And we can thank Q. We can thank President Trump for that. But that time, because Q has been co-opted, that time has come. And now we have to act. We can't just sit on our laurels and root for the team, number 17. We have to get out there and do it. It is us. We are those adults. Okay. All right. That's all I have to say about that. Um, all right. Angel Wings was in the house. Uh, J-Bell. Hey, sweetie. She was in the house. Snorgate. It's real. It's true. I cannot tell you. Uh, Geneseppe. Good to see you in the foxhole. Love warms. My love. Empress BTH to you uh, was lurking and listening. That was the first time I'd seen Empress in the uh, chat. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Banani 17. It's the same strategy that Lenin and the Bolsheviks used. Europa's last battle. And some of you guys are dropping some pretty cool links in the chat. I can I encourage you to keep on doing it um, and, and keep on sharing that knowledge. It's only through shared knowledge that we have the strength and the power to overcome. Like, seriously, guys. So we have to keep on doing it. Tam Growl, it was good to see you. Now, Tam Growl said, this is why I want the January 6th investigations to happen. Pelosi's name will have to come up. And I would kind of agree with you there because we're already seeing scattered throughout the interwebs and the Fox family, these videos where they're letting people in, the cops let them in, you know, uh, where they're unlocking magnetic doors. Now I can tell you guys, I was there. I don't remember a riot like that. Of course I did not found, I did not follow the Proud Boys to the Capitol building when I saw them information. And, and maybe some of y'all saw them too. Like they were information and they were marching. They were on the move. And, and who knows if that's when it happened. What if while all of us were, were listening and watching President Trump speak, that's when the riot was happening. And they filmed it and they documented it and, you know, they made their little Hollywood thing out of it. But I know when I got there, which was after his speech, there was not a riot. <laughs> People were standing in the rafters. People were standing on the stairs. People were thousands and hundreds of thousands of people were standing on the Capitol lawn. But th there was not a riot. Uh, smoke cannons went off towards four or five in the afternoon. I think everything happened before we even got there, guys. And, and that's why when I took a step back and I looked at it, I was like, I'm in some other world or I don't know what's going on because... What they're showing on TV is not what I experienced. And I think a lot of that's why I say January 6th was the false flag riots at the Capitol building. It was a false flag. It was a, a thousand percent false flag. Anyways, okay, let's get back to this. Uh, derailing was in in the house. Uh, Bonani again, Phil Philly369. Awesome. Welcome, welcome. Cloud Watcher, it was good to see you as well. Again, Kelly17. Alicia B11. I feel like I might have missed some names. But uh, that's pretty much a good. That was a good recap, guys. Like it was a it was a really good chat that we had rolling through uh, on that uh, Thursday afternoon. And I thank you all for attending. Okay, so let's go ahead and get. Okay, so now we're gonna get into it, guys. It, the time has come to move forward with the C report. I'm kind of like I don't know. I'm hyped up now. I'm pumped up. I'm pumped. Thank you, Psych Major. You pumped me up. 
So did Liz Garcia. And uh, yeah, we're going to keep on moving along, guys. So, okay, so now we're going to get into it. Now, welcome back, welcome back. And uh, Trump leads at the Sea Report, if you're not in my chat recap. Okay, so let's go ahead and see what we go. What was that? Okay, breaking news. Okay, I, I got that a little confused. Okay, so Trump leads at the Sea Report. So we're going to go ahead and reflect over some of his past statements in the couple of days. And I'm sure you all will agree with them. And uh, let's see, let's see what's up first, guys. Let's see what's up first. Breaking news. Oh, let me expand that for you guys so you don't have to see me. Breaking news. Massive numbers of dead people voted in the 2020 presidential election, far greater than anyone has known or seen before. Some of these dead people even applied for an application to vote. This is just one of the many fraudulent aspects of the 2020 presidential election. People are just now beginning to understand. And of course, guys, you know that a statement like that is not in reflection to our community. We've known for years, maybe decades, that dead people have been voting because they've never cleaned out the voter rolls in different cities, states, etc. It's happening now. We know that uh, Judicial Watch has been successful at suing and getting states like California to clean out their voter rolls. We talked about PILF the other day. It was the um, uh, PILF, P-I-L-F. Um, and they have also been successful at suing states and getting them to clean out their voter rolls. Because as long as those voter rolls are full, you will have dead people. You will have people who have moved out. You have people who, I don't know, live at different addresses that will still be voting. And it's a good thing that that is happening. And, you know, he's making that statement towards the general public, not towards people who are initiated. And I think we can all appreciate and understand that. Next statement. Ronald Reagan would not be happy to see that the Reagan Library is run by the head of the Washington Post. The Washington Compost, uh, as some would say. And that person's name is Fred Ryan. How the hell did that happen? No wonder they consistently have rhino speakers like Carl Rove and his tiny prancer, Ali Alexander Ali Akbar, and Paul Ryan. They do nothing for our forward-surging Republican Party. Now, I think that's definitely a statement to reflect on, or maybe not to reflect on for too long. Okay, let's go ahead. Oh, Guess what? It's another Paul Ryan statement. Let's see what he has to say. Rhino, Republican in name only, Paul Ryan, who became a lame duck speaker of the House, lost all vote-getting capability with the people he represented in Wisconsin and was the single biggest factor, other than Romney himself, oh, Mittens Romney, for the monumental Romney-Ryan loss in the presidential race of 2012. I got more votes by far, 75 million, than any sitting president in history. And now he is speaking to the other Republicans, telling them how to win elections. I don't know, guys. I'm going I'm to pause here real quick to say I wouldn't take advice on how to win from a loser. <laughs> and he is now, okay, interestingly... I was in the great state of Wisconsin when they booed him off the podium. I literally had to come to his rescue. Ryan should instead be telling them how to stop the cheating of elections and that we would have won if Republican leadership fought the way the Democrats did. 
It was the day that Ryan went on the board of Fox. Fox will never be the same. That Fox totally lost its way and became a much different place with millions of its greatest supporters fleeing for good. I mean, President Trump, let's be honest, it also might have had something to do with how they flipped the vote in Biden's favor on live television when it wasn't even confirmed. <laughs> we love you, President Trump. All right. Goes on to say, uh, he has no clue as to what needs to be done for our country, was a weak and ineffective leader, and spends all of his time fighting Republicans as opposed to Democrats who are destroying our country. As a Republican, having Paul Ryan on your side almost guarantees a loss for both of you, the party and America itself. I don't know, Mr. Ryan, I'd listen to the words of President Trump, but you know what? If he'd listened to the words of President Trump to begin with, he wouldn't be in the situation that he's in. And I think that's a fact. All right, guys, so those were our updated statements from President Trump today. Now what we have coming at you guys is a uh, interview that uh, President Trump performed. Now, as you know, as Trump leads, and because this man, I mean, it, at this point, President Trump is getting the coverage, right? At this point, the legacy lamestream fake news media cannot deny the words of Teflon Don because he's popping up everywhere and people are paying attention regardless of what they say. But we like to archive and we like to share the words of our president here at the C-Report. And to that end, we're going to share with you the words of President Trump in an interview that he had with the Gateway Pundit's Wayne Root. So let's go ahead and sit back a spell and hear what our president has to say. It's not a long interview, and I'm happy to share it with you guys. If you haven't heard it yet, you will hear it now. Introduction for this guest, the best president of my lifetime, better than even my hero Reagan, arguably the greatest economic president hero, uh, economic president in, in my history and probably in history, I think the most incredible warrior for the American middle class, the 45th president of the United States, President Donald J. Trump. Honored to have you with us. President Trump, how are you? I'm very good, Wayne. Thank you very much. Boy, what an introduction. I appreciate it. That's really nice. Thank you. It's, it's been a while. Last time I saw you was at Mar-a-Lago about two years ago with our dear friend Lee Lipton. And uh, that right. was a wonderful time I had with you. So thank yous in order. I want to let you know that my audience is, is just in love with you. They think you are the greatest they would do anything for you. I think you know 74 million people would run through a wall for you tomorrow if you asked them. So I just want you to know that we appreciate everything that you did as president of the United States, and you got to know that. Well, I do, and I appreciate it, and uh, your words I appreciate. And if you think about it, we got 63, and then we got almost 75 million votes. We got 12 million votes more. Somebody was saying, what was the difference between – uh, 2016 and 2020. I said, well, we did much better in 2020. We got 12 million votes more. We won that election, and it was a very, very sad day, I think, for this country. Very, very sad. And now you look at what's happening. But there are a lot of things going on about the election. You see that yourself. Well, you know, uh, since the election in November, you know, I do radio, national radio on this show five days a week. Uh, it's right. been X amount of months. I did the math, 420 hours I've been on the air since the election, and i got to tell you, President Trump, 420 hours, I would say I've spent almost all of them explaining how I believe the election was rigged and stolen. And I know you believe the same thing. Everything, every factor on earth 
indicates that you won that election. And yet liberals right. refuse to believe. And you know what's the best sign? How angry they are when you bring up that you think the oh, election yeah. stole it. You're not allowed to talk yeah. about it. What, what do you think when you hear people say, oh, that was fair and square. Biden got 81 million votes, the most in history. What's your reaction? Well, every single indicator, we won every state house. You know, they like to say, well, the people were more popular. Nobody even knew who the people were. Those people that got into the state houses say they won because of me. And we uh, held Congress. You know what we did in Congress? We picked up 16 seats. They were supposed to lose 25 seats. They won 16. And the reason they won is that I made 56 town hall calls with thousands of people on those calls. Every single call won. Think of that. Every single call I made won. But we had the biggest vote. We had the biggest vote by far of any president, sitting president, not even close. And, you know, does anybody really believe that Biden got 80 million votes? And then you look at the swing states and you see that uh, they had more votes than they had voters in some of the states. You know, we had states where you had more votes. Think of it. You have more votes than you had voters. So people went into vote. You end up with more votes and what? And there are just horrible examples. And I could go on and on. If you win, you know the story, if you win Florida and Ohio, but especially right. if you win Florida, Ohio, and Iowa, right. and, and I won in the landslides, if you win those states, you never lose. There's never been a president that lost. Well, I won them, and I won a lot more. When you win Alabama by the record, the highest vote ever, you don't lose Georgia. When you win South Carolina, you don't lose Georgia. Uh, you know, we could go on and on, and you now look at what's happening with Arizona. And I will say this, Wayne, the Arizona Republican senators are patriots, Karen Fan and yes, they are. all of them. They're patriots, what they're doing out there. I'm not involved in that. That's not my deal. Uh, they are. They knew something was wrong. They knew I won the state big, and they said, how did he lose this state? And there's another thing where they held the House, they won this, they held the they held everything. They won in big numbers, and they attribute that to me. And they said, well, how come we won? Nobody knew who many of them were, and they came to vote for Trump. And because of that, they won, and they said something's wrong here. And they're going through a forensic audit, and you know, I really look forward to the results. But also, if you look at New Hampshire, if you look at uh, now what's happening in Georgia, it's, right. it's really an amazing thing that's going on. Let me let me tell you about Nevada. You wouldn't know this, but I on my radio show, you know, which is a national show, but we're the big dominant show in the afternoon drive in Las Vegas. And I said on the air, let's do a Trump parade. And ten thousand people showed up, thousands of cars, yeah. ten thousand people. I did that three times before the election, and between five thousand and ten thousand people showed up. Then Joe Biden himself showed up in Las Vegas, and there were eight people, eight people. No, then he had a car parade. They can't throw the circle. No, it's it was uh, it was a disgraceful thing. Third world country. You look at the the ballots, the millions and millions of ballots where they sent them all over the place, and uh, you know many people got three, four ballots. I heard one person got seven. Uh, the whole thing. It was such a disgrace, such an embarrassment to our country. And look what's happened to our country. The borders are poor. We have people oh. pouring in from their prisons. They're letting their prisoners out. You know, I don't know if you know, they have drug dealers, murderers. They're all pouring into our country. They come in the caravans, and nobody notices them. They come in, in, in big numbers. So, and, and by the way, how smart are they? They, let their, they don't want them. So they let MS-13 gang members that we brought out, 
They're now coming. You know, we brought in thousands and thousands of MS-13 gang members. We brought them back. Then they end the stay in Mexico policy. So now it's called stay in the United States. It's just outrageous. And they could have finished the wall in one month. But they said, first day, we're going to stop building the wall. And now the contractors are going to have a field day. Well, look, you, you talk about the border, but you've got incredible, massive crime waves in every major city in this country. Yep. You've got Black Lives Matter that's, that's itching to burn down and riot and loot and all the other horrible things that go with it. And you've got Jews being beaten up in the streets of Los Angeles and New York by Palestinians. Yeah. And you've got missile attacks in Israel all after Trump is gone. You, know, it's, it, you think this is a coincidence? It didn't happen when I was there. They wouldn't be sending thousands of uh, rockets over Israel, missiles over Israel. That never happened. Look at China with Taiwan. China sending bombers over Taiwan. They never did that. Right. They respected us. And look at uh, Russia circling Ukraine. All of these things that are happening now, nobody's seen things like this happen. And it should have never happened. It, and there are many, many others. Uh, you look at what Europe's doing to us on trade. You know, I had them in a position where we were all set to go. You know, we really built the economy. You were nice to mention the economy for the first three years, but we came up with a vaccine, which was so big in uh, less than nine months, which, as you know, Fauci was saying would take three to five years and you probably couldn't get it. And we did it in less than nine months, but we built the economy twice. We built it before the pandemic, and then we've, we built an economy where the stock market was actually higher after the pandemic. And the economy, well, I can't talk about the economy now because what they're doing is they want to raise Tragic. taxes. Tragic. They want to put regulations back on. And if you look at the cost of lumber and the cost of gasoline and the cost of everything, it's gone through the roof. I, I don't know. It's very sad. Very sad. We had this thing like a fine-tuned uh, anything you want to say that's truly fine-tuned. This this economy was rocking, and I think you're going to have massive inflation right now. And if you do, I've seen what that can do. That that will be a disaster for our country. Well, you know, I'm a small businessman. I run multiple businesses. I know lots of small businessmen and women. I have lots of listeners on my show or small business owners. Every one of them loved you. Every one of them had a fantastic four years, and every one of them is scared to death now. Uh, not only that, that uh, you know, taxes, regulations, the border, uh, everything you name, oil prices, but they're also scared to death that, you know, President Biden could wind up locking down the economy again for something stupid. We didn't need to lock down the economy no. on a daily basis no. for months. What if it no. happens again? We need you well, back. We Everybody right. wants you back. <laughs> yeah, we did it just right. We closed, don't forget, we closed to China. Now everyone was saying that was a great move. But when I did it, everybody, Fauci, everybody, they didn't want to close it. I closed it at the end of January. That was very early. It was months before everybody agreed that was a great move. And then I closed it to Europe, too. And we would have been really in You know, they were talking about 2.2 million people they thought were going to die. And, you know, it's 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 a horrible thing. And China has to pay for it. And these guys are, the way they uh, talk to China, China is not going to be paying for anything. Well, you it's saw a terrible, today. It's a terrible I, thing. I, I assume and I said today. Wuhan, and I said it came out of the labs, and now they're all, right. and they said, because I said it, we're not going to go with it. Now they're all going with it, and they're trying to forget about it, but they're all going with it. Now they're saying it came, of course it came out of, of the labs. Of course it came out of the labs. And, of, and by the way, you must understand, after it came out of the lab, China saw people dying, 
they kept it quiet and then they let their right. people board airplanes all over the world, including America, before you had a chance to close the airport. So where do you think it all came from? It was at that right. point, at that point, it became a purposeful attack on the Western world. So it wasn't just China's economy that was hurt. They figured they hurt everyone's right. economy. So here's my question for you. Look, we know the economy, excuse me, the election was stolen. We know it was rigged. We know it was stolen. You and I are in the same mind. How do you stop the next election from being stolen and the one after that and the one after that? What are we doing to prevent- It's the biggest question that I have and what's, what is happening is states because you need strength in a Mitch McConnell. You need to have stronger huh. people. You, you need that. to have people. You need to have people that know what the hell they're doing because they're getting taken to the cleaners. Right. You have to have strength. What's happening is a lot of the states, because they're seeing what's going on in Arizona and Georgia, they're seeing what's going on, frankly, in New Hampshire, which nobody even knew about. Uh, well, two weeks ago, nobody even knew about New Hampshire. They were doing an audit. Right. Nobody knew about it. And the people up there, the, the MAGA people, if you want to call them that, the Trump people, uh, your people, uh, they're, going, they're going wild up there because their findings were horrible. They changed... It, it was in one county, and hundreds and hundreds of votes were changed, which is a percentage that's massive because, uh, you know, it was a very tight – that was a tight race up there. So they changed that. So the people are very angry. Now they want to do the whole state because you'll see that one flips. They're all going to flip. I mean, every but, one but, of them. But, but what's, the, what's the solution so it doesn't I think the state yet. governments – I think the state government – well, first of all, you can't let this federal legislation that the Democrats are putting right. forward pass, number one, of course, okay? That's it. That's because that would overrule what the state's right. doing. But if you look at what Texas has done, what Florida has done, and what many states, they have 41 states where they're run by Republicans or essentially run by Republicans, they're putting in legislation that's going to be very, very strong, stronger, frankly, than the federal government's going to be able to do because of leadership. Uh, they're putting in legislation that's very, very strong. But you can't let it get overridden by uh, Pelosi and, and Schumer, right? Well, right, so which is what they want to try and do. And if they do that, and I think that you know, frankly, I think there's going to be a big problem because when if when people find out that all of these states were are going to flip, does that mean you go three and a half years with somebody that's destroying our country? Well, that's the question. What happens when you find out that it was rigged? And well, it was it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, you know, it's, all I do is I sit back and watch, and, and other states now are doing the audits. And in, that includes, you know, states that I won. We don't view them too much. But I won Ohio by a lot, but they say I actually won it by much more. And Florida, too. You know, I won Florida by a record amount. Yes, but you did. A lot, people said I won it by a lot more than that. You saw all the money they put into Florida. I still won it by a record amount. But a lot of people say that I won it by more. Many states that we won, they say we won it by a lot more. Pennsylvania, we were up uh, 900,000 votes in Pennsylvania. All of a sudden, it was lost. Well, you, and, you know, that was another one, general. Philadelphia. Check out Philadelphia. Yeah, Check out what happened there with the vote watchers, where they were thrown out physically, thrown out of the building you, for you days. You were ahead literally by hundreds of thousands of votes in Pennsylvania, right. insurmountable. And the attorney general announced at that moment, oh, we've got him. We know we're going to win Pennsylvania, the Democrat attorney general. That alone told me that it was rigged. How did he know? No matter what you were ahead by, he was going to come up with more. He knew because out. he knew what the count was. Right. Uh, they, you know, they also stopped voting, many of the states, late they counting votes, late in the evening. And then you saw these massive ballot drops. It is so corrupt. 
There's never been anything like it. Right. Everybody knows it. And the only difference between me and others is I say it. You know, Romney just raises his hand. I'd like to congratulate <laughs> Obama. Uh, but, you know, that's not the way. This was run like a – this was a third-world election. Worse. Yes, worse. Too. Banana it was worse. Banana Republic. Let me tell you my perspective, because I don't think you know this about me, President Trump. Before I ever got into politics and conservative talk radio, I was one of the top sports gamblers and odds makers in Las Vegas and in America. And so I'm wow. a lifelong sports better. And so I was making a big bet on you on election night. I'll bet you anything. You don't know this. On election night, I was watching intently for hours what betters all over the world were saying and betting on you with their own money. And they're always notoriously right when they're watching the returns right. come in, yep. right? And you were ahead. First of all, you started the night as a slight underdog, which I thought was ridiculous. That's why I bet on you. Then you became a two-to-one favorite when they saw the returns coming in. Right. Then you were three-to-one, four-to-one, five-to-one, yeah. six-to-one, seven-to-one, eight-to-one landslide favorite at one in the morning on the East Coast. Betters all over the world had realized when they watched the votes coming in that you were winning in a landslide, and it was over. And at that moment, at one in the morning, East Coast time, five states together announced they were going to stop the count. And the next morning, you suddenly had lost. It was the yeah. most obvious Fixed. It, was a rigged, it was a rigged election. Yes. And I saw that. In fact, other betters, and, and they are good. You know, that's what they do. Uh, they started screaming, this election is rigged, because there was no way I could have lost the election. And they started saying, get out, this election is rigged. You, you heard that. I mean, many I people saw. were saying that. Uh, I found it hard to believe because, you know, being somewhat innocent, you and I, we <laughs> assume that we have an election. You know, uh, we put on a great campaign. I did 56 rallies. Everyone had 25, 30,000, probably averaged, I think, 30,000, 31,000 people around. And, and Amazing. in some cases, they were on one day's notice. Like when we went to Nevada, that was a one-day notice thing. We had 45,000 people out in the field. Unreal. And then we did with a great guy, you know, Don and the group over in... in Don, the, Don Ayer is a good friend of mine. Yes, sir. Yeah, he's great. They gave us his... He gave us his plant... That place, they had so they had thousands of people, ten thousand people in the street outside the plant. You couldn't get in. Okay, so we won Nevada by, in our opinion, two hundred and fifty thousand votes. And I you agree. saw that. You saw the case. I'm but the judges don't want to hear it. They didn't want to hear it because it's well, all. I tell you, the whole system is bacocked. It's, <laughs> it's a bad system. They didn't want to hear question. it. Let me ask you a question here. It's very important. I Go get ahead. this out because. Why didn't you use executive order to demand an end to ballot harvesting and mail-in ballots and voter ID on federal elections? Why didn't you try that? I, I kept thinking if you would do that, you well, would have a chance. you know what? It's a very interesting point. I don't know that it would have held up, but but if in retrospect, who would have thought it could have been this crooked? Now I predicted when they were doing, you know, they used COVID in order to cheat. Okay, that's number one. Uh, and nobody cheated like they did. And they did it by sending out, you know, millions and millions of ballots. And, uh, you know, what happened to the ballots? Who the hell knows what happened to the ballots? But if you remember when I heard about this nine months earlier, I said, this election is going to be a disaster. This is going to be the most correct. And the reason I said it is you look at local elections that were taking place in Pennsylvania, New York, right. small elections with ballots. They didn't even know who won. Nobody ever they, they were missing ballots. I said, you mean you're going to do hundreds of millions? You're going to do tremendous, you know, uh, uh, 80 million, 160 million, 80 and 80? 
you're going to do 160 million. It's another interesting fact, by the way. If I got 75 million, he couldn't have gotten 81 million because of the number of voters. I don't know if you ever heard that stat. Right. But he couldn't have gotten 81 million well, because look, of the number of voters. He got it you because you combined right? the disaster of mail-in voting with no yep. voter ID, and they could fake as yep. many ballots as they wanted. Hey, last thing, yep. and then I'll let you run. Last thing. I've got a strategy for you, okay? And I think it's a smart strategy. I want to get your reaction. Why not, instead of just waiting for 2024, and I'm hoping you run in 2024, but right. why not? why not run in 2022 for the United States Congress, a House seat in Florida, Win big, lead us to a dramatic landslide victory, taking the House by 50 seats, and then you become the Speaker of the House, lead the impeachment of Biden, and start criminal investigations against Biden. You'll wipe him out for his last that's two so, years, and so then you'll be president. Do it. You know, it's Do very it. interesting. That's you'll be so a folk interesting. Hero. Uh, you'll be a folk and, hero. And people have said, people have said, run for the Senate. Okay, run for the Senate. But you know what? Your idea might be better. It's very interesting. Well, you'll that's why you are House. you. Well, yeah, that's, that's very funny. Perfect that's for you. You'll open up criminal investigations against Joe yeah. Biden, Hunter Biden. It'll be the most fantastic thing any one of us. Well, has it ever. is. A, it is a shame what's going on and how they use the prosecutors. You know, they've they've really uh, politicized prosecutions now. It is a disgrace. What's happening in this country is a disgrace. It's and a I think the people are saying now it. In New York. I, you know, right now. Right now in New York, they're doing it to you. It's a witch hunt. I'm from New York. You're from New York. I'm ashamed. It's a continuation of the greatest witch hunt in the history of our country. It's a disgrace. It's an absolute disgrace. And the people know it. And I don't think they're going to take it. I'll tell you what. People are so, so tired of it. And people are angry. People are so angry. You know it better than anybody by your show. But people are, people, you go outside. And there are Trump signs all over the people's lawn. They never took them down because they know the election was a rigged election. They never took them down. So really, it's a disgrace. It's such an embarrassment and a disgrace to our country. Let's see how it turns out. Rigged election, witch hunts, censorship on social media, lies in the media, distortions in the media, COVID. You battled everything. And I still believe to this day, I love Reagan. I believe you're the best president of my lifetime and the best conservative president ever. Love you. God bless you. You are the one. Thank you, Wayne. You're a special guy and a great friend. Thank you very much. I'll see you soon. All right. You heard it. Wayne Allen Root on USA Radio Network. Great honor to have interviewed the president of the United States. And by the way, this whole interview was sponsored by VRA Insider, one of our favorite sponsors for six years. Okay, we don't got to hear about his sponsors because they ain't sponsoring the Steve Report. Okay, cool. Awesome. Well, that was that was a great interview. I, I mean, this Wayne Root guy has a lot of energy. Let me tell you what. I don't know if I could have had quite the conversation with the president myself. Um, but anyhow, uh, great, great conversation. So that's some things to think about. Um, uh, what are they going to do if all these states are going to flip? That's something to think about. Um I don't know. I, I couldn't. I could not war game war game that or game plan that anything in my head. Just because I mean, thinking about it, it's like all these technicalities. You know that that the left and the right would come up with um, whether it's the right, the, the the shill right or the left. Obviously, the left, right. We know where it should be. We know what it should be. Um, we know who won that election. Uh, but that that last tidbit at the end of that interview really made me think and. Uh, <laughs> 
when he was telling him, why don't you run in 2022? Why don't you become the House Majority Speaker? Why don't you this? And I swear, it's like the response that President Trump had to that was kind of like, how did you know? <laughs> Could that be the case? I don't know. We'll see what happens. I don't profess to know. I don't pretend to know. But I think that was that was a really great interview. That was really great. And uh, okay, so it appears that you know things uh, things back home at the Foxhole uh, Hot Foxhole app might not be as 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 uh, um, fluid as we'd like them to be. So I can't see all of my chat, but it's all good. Um, I have to thank Geneseppe, Dodie, Danny, and Nylon Camel for the gold pills. I think I think if that's the way it worked, okay, guys. My sister had surgery yesterday. I've been doing things with the family, so I have not been able to catch up with everything that's going on here. But I am aware when I looked at the uh, when I looked at the old app today, I was like, "Go, oh, there be gold in them foxholes over there." I was like, "Oh, this is cool." Okay, so I mean, this this like I was saying at the beginning of this program, this show, this whatever you want to call it, because you know I'm not going to program you if you're unprogrammable. Obviously, most of us patriots are not programmable. Um, that uh that there's there they have the gold pills going on now so that's pretty cool like this app has been growing and stride i've only been here for like a month and three quarters or almost two months now so that's really freaking cool and it looks like uh tiktok's tiktok my friend my pal my buddy my buddy up there what you doing sir thank you so much for that i appreciate it but yeah i mean this is really cool guys like how how what a better way to show your support to an app that supports the Patriot community and to the content creators. And even to those who you think have a really bomb idea, you know, there's people in chat. I don't know if they have a show or not because I mean, avatars and, and stuff like that, but like they have great points in our chat. Unlike psych major over here, who just wants to try and trip me up, but like they deserve some recognition too. And they get to see it. If you guys support them, I am telling like Banani, uh, um, Banani, I'm sorry, I don't remember the numbers. And then Helios, Helios has a great, as cryptic as that person's uh, messages can be at times, there's a lot of knowledge going behind it. You can tell. So you get to like acknowledge that as well. It's pretty cool. It's going good TikTok. Thanks for joining us. We're doing a late show tonight. And like I said, in honor of the, um, 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 of the Patriot Roundup for God and Country, like we'll be doing sea reports this entire weekend. So if you're not as cool as the cats over there at Gillies in Dallas who get to hang out with all the cool people, like they're all doing it VIP, like if you're if you're if you're not as cool as those cats and you're just chilling at your hotel room and you want to catch up on the day's headlines or you just want to hear something that's not the mainstream lamestream media or just propaganda television, the C report will be here throughout this weekend. If you want to tune in, let your friends know, share it, share. I, I never say that. Share this program. If you hit the share button, you know, uh, bring people over to the Foxhole app. If you're on Twitch subscribe but you don't got to share it i mean like uh it helps me if you subscribe obviously and not subscribe because on, on on twitch i think if you subscribe that means you have to pay i don't want you to pay for my show just i i and i don't like to use the word follow but since the heart it heart it right on twitch you heart it so heart my show on twitch and then you'll know when i'm coming up notifications wise but if you're on the foxhole app share it so this way you can share the foxhole app and you can introduce the rest of the unknown patriot community around the world and in america to this great community that's already 
in existence and sharing the love here. So that's all I got to say, guys. That's all I got to say about that. Okay, so that was a great interview. Wayne Root, I'm pretty sure all of you guys already heard it. Love Warren says, we are partying with you at Mr. C. Yay, are you? <laughs> Thank you, guys. I, I really wanted to be at the Patriot Roundup. It's just, you know, you know what David X22 says, timing is everything. And, you know, I have, I mean, I have, it's not an obligation as much as it is a blessing that I'm able to help people when I am able to. And I, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to sound like you know, up on Mr. C, but that there are things that are more important. And, you know, I need to be here for my family, for one. And there was a reason why things were not moving in that direction, even though just on Monday they approved my press credentials to be at the Patriot Roundup. Like Monday night, I got an email from the Patriot Roundup that said, you are approved for your press credentials. So that means I could go in and not have to pay $500, um, but it's whatever. Everything happens for a reason. Timing is everything. There are no coincidences. Follow your heart and trust your gut. That's what my message is here at the C Report. Okay, so now we've gotten through this. Okay, so I missed one of Trump's statements. And so we're gonna just we're just gonna hit on that statement real quick. He told everyone to go read the full article at the Daily Caller. We don't got time to read the full article at the Daily Caller. In fact, I'm not even doing my on the, it's okay. We're just going to keep on going. Okay, so the Daily Caller says, CNN loses nearly 70% of its viewers since Trump left office. I think that's something that we can all guffaw at. You know what I mean? Like, uh, obviously, obviously, if the people over at CNN and MSDNC and whatever were smart, Obviously, they would know they need a man like that to get ratings, because what happens? Everyone that they turn into the seeding animosity against him will want to tune in because they want to see if CNN can outdo President Trump. They want to see if CNN or MSDNC can take down Orange Man Bad, right? But since he's gone and since he hasn't shared his mug with these types of people, they're losing their ratings because they got nothing to talk about. They got Brian Stelter in his underwear thinking he's going to get ratings for that. I don't think so. I mean, if you guys know that story, you know that Brian Stelter showed up in his underwear on screen during COVID season because he was trying to mimic a really hot reporter who accidentally revealed that he was in his boxer shorts underneath his suit and tie so brian silter was like well i'm gonna get in on this i'm gonna show everyone me in my boxer shorts because i'm sexy too sexy for your shirt sorry stelter i will take i will take someone else's rendition of you any day of the week you just should go to clown gel where you belong mr stelter and please put some pants on okay so anyway <laughs> what did the article of the daily caller have to say in a brief rundown, during the primetime hours of 8 p.m. and 11 p.m., Trump time, obviously, CNN lost about 65% of its total viewers. That's more than half, half since January. And in the critical age range of 25 to 54, I guess I should feel happy that I'm still in that critical age range, um, that the network lost 71% of its viewers. Clown country don't got no visitors. Let me tell you what. CNN's drop in viewers is larger than its competitors, 
but all major cable news shows, which are owned by the top six, right? The top six globalist conglomerates, right? Including, what do we learn about? Lorreen Powell Gates, or no, Jobs. Lorreen Powell Jobs, we learned that she owns Disney. And yeah, she's she's one of the owners of these top six, right? So let's, let's hit her where the pocket hurts, right? Um, all of these major news cable networks have experienced a drop in ratings and viewings. MSDNC had the second largest drop in viewers since January, losing 49% of its total viewership between January and May in the 25 to 54 age range. I guess that's that coveted age range, right? That demographic, the network lost 63% of its viewers during primetime hours. MSDNC lost 42% of its total viewers and 58% of viewers between the ages of 25 and 54. Why do they covet 25 to 54 so much? They covet it. It's probably because we are free and independent thinkers and we have loaded wallets for the most part. I mean, I don't, but you know what I mean. Anyways, so... <laughs> Always in Texas says that Stelter needs perma pants. I would have to agree with you, Stelter. I mean, uh, always they need to like spray paint those pants on and make sure that there's no shortage of leaves covering what needs to be covered. All right, guys, we're going to hop over into the headlines. I know I've been talking at length, but you know what? We're celebrating. It's the Patriot Roundup. You guys got some time to relax and chill. You're here with me at the Sea Report. It couldn't be a greater night to just go over some of the news. Now, I'm telling you, we, we, we will be back this whole weekend. The Sea Report, we're going to run reports this whole weekend. We're going to do headlines. We're going to do whatever. We're going to have a good time. We're going to bring it to you. We're going to bring you some good analysis that hopefully, you know, you guys will, you know, enjoy, you know, along with me because I enjoy doing this. I enjoy sharing it with you all. I, I mean, you guys make this meaningful for me. Trust me, you make it meaningful. Okay, so let's talk about New Jersey because we're talking about election audit updates today. But here at the Sea Report, we also like to cover election fraud because what is the number one thing that you hear from the mainstream, lamestream, fake news media? What is the one thing that you hear from your friends and families who are still asleep or who are lemurs or who are just following the rest of the swine off the, the clip, right? You hear that there's no such thing as election fraud. Election fraud does not exist. Well, we already did a whole report at the Sea Report. We spent like almost two hours covering all the headlines from like December through April of all of this election fraud that occurred. Do you remember the one that happened in San Antonio? Like James O'Keefe was here in my hometown and he was covering election fraud over this, this witch of a woman who was taking advantage of senior citizens, giving them gifts and stuff that a Republican... A guy who was running for a Republican seat had hired this woman to do that. Fraud, 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 fraud. She was charged four charges, a felony. She is in jail. Okay, so election fraud does exist. But we're going to start today with election fraud before we get into the election audits. Now, over in New Jersey, uh, just the news reports that a New Jersey United States Postal Service employee pleads, pled, guilty to dumping election ballots. So we just wanted to capture this little bit of election fraud here on the Sea Report tonight because we like to archive election fraud because election fraud does exist. I'm sure my audience knows about it. I don't think Psych Major knows about it over there on Twitch, but we definitely know about it. Now, the article said that a former United States Postal Service mail carrier pleaded guilty 
to discarding nearly 2,000 pieces of mail, including nearly 100 ballots from the 2020 presidential election. Now, someone like Psych Major might think, 100 ballots? 100 ballots doesn't win the election? After all, President Biden won by 81 million, right? Isn't that what you think, Psych Major? <laughs> well, I mean... What you think is not what you know. Um, but let me tell you, in a representative state runoff in Iowa for the House, uh, was it Marianne Miller-Meeks or Marionette Miller-Meeks won by six votes, okay? And then let's not forget about, New ha what was it, New Hampshire? New Hampshire, we had that Yahoo over there. Uh, what was her name? Uh, Lorraine St. Laurent? No, wait, no, wait. Patricia St. Laurent. Anyways, her last name was St. Laurent. And she lost by 24 votes. So yes, 100 ballots can make a candidate by all means, by all means. Okay, so anyways, so this, uh, this uh, former United States Postal Service mail carrier, Nicholas Boshin of New Jersey, pleaded guilty on Thursday in federal court on charges of desertion of males which carry a maximum penalty of one year in prison and a $100,000 fine. And he will be sentenced on September 21st, according to the Justice Department. Boshin is only 26 years old. He's probably like, I'm 26. I know everything. I can get away with everything. I'm a god. And then, um, well, I guess let's see what happened to him. October 1st and October, 7th and October 2nd, he discarded 100, 1,875 pieces of mail. 1,875. He threw them into the dumpster. I, I wonder if this wasn't that one dumpster that was by that LGBTQ place. It could have been. I don't know. They were all kind of scoping that out. But he threw all this, these mails pieces away. He discarded them, including 99 general election ballots, 627 pieces of first-class mail, 873 pieces of standard class mail, two pieces of certified mail, and 267, 76 pieces of campaign local candidate political flyers. Law enforcement recovered the discarded mail on October 2nd and October 5th and placed it back in the mail stream for delivery. And, you know, I mean, I guess that means that those ballots got there on time to count. I would say that's early October. I don't know if it helped Biden out, but I'm sure that, you know, psych major probably thinks that it did. A re a psych major's probably like, if it hadn't been for them recovering those pieces of mail, Biden would not have won. Isn't that right, psych major? You wanted me to address you. Here I am. A regional spokesperson for USPS told the Epoch Times that the service no longer employs Bocher. All right, guys. So that's all we have to say. I just wanted to capture that small piece of mail fraud. Now we're going on to the election audits. Let's go over to Arizona because Arizona is the state where it's happening. They are leading the way. They are trailblazing for us the audits and how to be successful. And, and that's not to say that states like Michigan weren't active in this before because they were. But at least these people have really fortified what it is that they're doing to get there. So, okay, so let's see. In Arizona, um, we had um, we have an update from the Gateway Pundit. Now, the Gateway Pundit, um, the Epoch Times, just the news, uh, um, and they have been really on top 
of what's going on in the election audits. Like if it, it were not for the work of the reporters there, whether they're on, and I would love to be on the ground in Arizona, guys. I would love to be there because that's that's just that's history in the making. But uh, states like those, including New Hampshire, and uh, you know they're really laying the groundwork for how we're going to prove it. And again, guys, these are not state legislators. These are not presidents who are making it happen. It is people like me and you. It is people on the ground who have the wherewithal to go ahead and say, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. And, you know, and they might also be able to hire a good constitutional attorney to help them out along the way. Or maybe they're doing it pro bono. Who knows? But it's people like me and you who are getting this done. It's not the people that we elect. It's not the people who are selected, obviously. It's me and you who are getting this done. We are the ones who are standing together to organize a revolutionary movement. Sorry, my mom's calling. Sorry, mom, I'm on the air. But anyways, I'll call you back, I promise. Um, okay, so anyways, so that's the important thing here. It's about me, people like us. It's it's us, the blue collars, the the lower white collars i don't know the only people who have stains on the back of their collars we're the ones who are making the difference it is arizona that has really paved the way they've they've held it strong they they've put their head down to the grind and they have moved on they've powered through anyways let me stop being so long-winded about it we have an update from arizona from the former secretary of state ken bennett the liaison between the senate and those who are performing the audit and uh, I apologize, guys, because I know there's going to be a commercial here. Let me just go ahead because I forgot to uh, pre pre preload it. Oh, look at that fire hose! That is patriots putting out the fire going on in America right now. Okay, <laughs> let me go ahead and expand this for you guys. Let's hear what they have to say about Arizona, and uh, get a quick update on the works and the audit going on there. Here we go, guys. Don't despair. This is Jordan Conradson with the Gateway Pundit. I'm here with Ken Bennett and Randy Poliny here at the Arizona Audit. How's it going, guys? Doing well. That's Very good. smoothly. That's good. Do you guys have an updated total for us? I think we're over 800,000 ballots counted, and things are running very smoothly. We've had some of the highest number of counting tables since the audit began yesterday afternoon. 33. 33. Right. 37 new people being trained today, over 300 uh, new workers and volunteers trained last week. So uh, this, the pace is starting to ramp up, but speed is not our goal. Uh, accuracy is our number one goal. All right. So what's going on with these deleted databases? Um, are we ever going to find out who did it? Well, we don't know that it was uh, <laughs> inadvertent or intentional. We've mm -hmm. never tried to apply one or the other. But the contractor that was looking at that data uh, does have a confirmation that some uh, directories were deleted on April 12th. And computers keep track of when you add things and when you delete things. So, that, you know, there's a, there's a record of those being deleted. But as also happens in computers, when you delete something, it goes to a temporary file and, and they were able to recover it. So... Not a big issue, but if Maricopa County wants to see the data that proves that it was deleted, our contractor would be happy to share it. All right. And then um, 
also the fake news media, you know, they reported that you guys backtracked those claims of deleted databases. That um, so when when they said that you um, no, in fact, the contract recovered it. The contractor, well, when we made the statement that we discovered the directory of databases deleted, that was a true statement. A few days later, when we had the hearing at the Senate, and that same contractor uh, stated that he was able to have recovered it between those times, that was also a true statement. So there's no backtrack. In fact, uh, the contractor, uh, Cypher, has uh, confirmed by some other uh, tweets and, and that that uh, any reference to him backtracking is false news because he didn't. He, he emphasized that what happened happened, and we're all sticking by that. All right, and then the House Appropriations Committee, they transferred the Secretary of State, Katie Hobbs, power to, um, what is it, rule on Attorney election General, cases yeah. to Attorney General Mark that, that's not What does part that of, mean? That's not part of the audit, so we're yeah. not with Oh, okay, that's that. just not involved. Yeah. Okay. Um, what about Adele Allister? She issued a litigation hold notice on the audit and the volunteers and everyone involved. Do you have any information on that? I didn't think that came from uh, the county attorney's office. Uh, yeah, it was an old letter to care to them. Okay. Well, oh, on behalf of the elections department. Um, basically, they're asking us to do what we would normally do anyway, which is keep all of our records. So we're not doing anything different. And, and nothing was going to be destroyed or gotten rid of. So this is, this is a real forensic audit. When you do a real right. forensic audit, you have uh, everything is long and taken care of in the chain of custody. Mm -hmm. That's what a forensic audit is. Right. Okay, so again, it's, it's part of what we're doing. Okay. Yeah, so another thing in Alistair's letter to Karen Fan. She put audit in quotes every single time she said the word audit. What you guys say this is a real audit. How do you feel about that? Well, if, if you, uh, this is an audit. Right. Um, if you interestingly go to the Dominion website and look at their marketing materials for their democracy suite election management system, it has four components to the whole system. And the fourth component is auditing the election. So this is an audit. The vendor that provided the equipment and the software to run the election for Maricopa County contemplates in their very marketing materials that the fourth of four steps in running an election is having an audit of the election. So if the county attorney's office wants to put quotes around the word audit to make themselves feel better, that's up to them. Right. This is an audit. And we're doing it the right way, and we're doing it principally, and we're keeping track of the information. And you know, Ken is correct. As a CPA, former partner with Deloitte, I did a lot of audits, including forensic audits. And I've seen the procedures are following here, the process they're going through, and it would qualify as an audit. So my last question, it really seems like Dominion was in complete and total control of our election, complete and total control of the audits. Um, why is it that Maricopa County well, think, didn't have hundred percent I think it was, control? well, I think you would have to say that Maricopa shared some of that control. 
but uh, as Randy would also tell you, like now, monitor, now where they don't have passwords, Azure passwords, only Dominion has that access. Right. right. Yeah, that's a good question that we're still trying to get an answer from the from Maricopa County. County. There's 385 tabulators and there's a configuration and you have to have a password to get the configuration. Only Dominion has that. Right. And we've asked for it. We will continue to try to figure out a way for them to give it to us or bring it over with one of their people or maybe they need to send somebody over for Maricopa and Dominion and sit down with our IT guys. Um, uh, our IT folks have told us that all they need is about a minute or two on each machine once that password is entered to print out the configuration data that's behind that password. So if there's nothing to hide, which there shouldn't be anything to hide, then they should be able to, to give us access to that that section of the computer. If the fourth item on their list is an audit and they won't provide us the passwords to the tabulators, they're preventing us, they're trying to prevent us from doing that. But yeah, it seems like everyone's trying to prevent you guys from doing the audit. And as a business that has been audited and as an auditor, um, when somebody doesn't want you to audit something, that's probably the biggest sign that something needs to be audited. Right. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, what an interview. I know a lot of y'all have probably already seen that interview but that was that was a pretty telling interview and i gotta say i gotta say that uh former secretary of state ken bennett is playing it as safe as possible even when he's even when um the uh the gateway pundit interviewer is asking him about and telling him the facts because people in the know are reporting it we're not talking about the local arizona news because they are doing a terrible job of reporting it they are covering for the liberals and the communists who are running the Democrat Party of Arizona, covering them for those people who are backing people like the George Soros funded Katie Schnobs. Like they're terrible. Like they they're so terrible that they had to throw the fact in that Katie Schnobs is gay and she's getting like, you know, neuter basically. So the, all the gays would go stand. Out. And that's not even going to work. It's not even going to work. But Bennett is playing it safe. He's like, well, yeah, you know, Dominion. Yeah, well, we're trying to figure that out ourselves. You know, we're, we're wondering about like, But they know, they know, they know Dominion had total dominion over the Arizona elections in 2020. That's going to come out. But there, I think that they're, I think that they're just holding They're Okay. I kind of work like this, right? Myself. I'm kind of like, I can't tell people what I'm working on until it's done. Because if I do, then I won't finish. Or think about everything that happened with President Trump when you had people in the Senate or people on, on, on committees who are leaking news to the information. They're leaking news of an ongoing investigation to the media to shape the story. So that's why he's playing it smart like that, because he does not want to leak that information out so that he, he's not telegraphing what they're doing and how they're moving forward so this way they can't come up with a rebuttal or a fight to that cause so very very well playing it safe and they also talked about this whole defamation thing and i'm glad that they clarified it because you know no one else is going to do it we already know that whole thing we know the difference between um, um records being deleted and then being able to be recovered whereas the maricopa county board of 
BOS, right? The POS is on the BOS. We know that they're saying, oh, well, they just don't know what they're doing. And that's the whole reason why all of a sudden they were able to find it. Well, they didn't all of a sudden find it. They recovered it. There is a difference. And people who are awake, people who know how to use words can understand that. But they're depending on us to be ignorant lemmings. And that's basically what that boils down to. Speaking of... Oh, and I'll just let you guys know because I saw you guys talking about it in chat. <laughs> I like that TikTok's opinion. We have um, we have what? Rally season? We got audit season. That's what's going on right now. But just so you guys know, I did talk to my mama. <laughs> and uh, Love Warns, you're not kidding. It's coming down. That's why she was calling because it's getting the... the yeah, it's it sounds like it's torrential out there right now. So Texas is always getting some pretty heavy rain. Um, who was it that shared it on my page? It might have been either Navy Vet or Amy Joe loves God loves you. I saw you in the chat, Amy Joe. Thanks for stopping in um, about about the uh, the weather manipulation in Texas. Um, and they had the radar. It might have been Navy Vet. Um, and if if you guys want to join my Discord, hit me up in the chat. I'll drop the link um, because all of the articles and every all of the articles, all the videos, all of the legalese that I present to you on the show, I do drop in my Discord for you to peruse at your leisure. Um, but yeah, it's coming down pretty hard right now. Does not surprise me. You have a Patriot Roundup in Dallas, Texas. It does not surprise me that it's raining cats and dogs right now. It does not surprise me that it's raining cats and dogs during the Sea Report. Because that is just what happens here. We're used to it. But it's okay. It's all good. There's always the replay, right, guys? Okay, so let's talk a little bit about this Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. Now, you guys remember that instead of going to go and uh, go to the Senate meeting, because... Senate President Karen Fan had a couple of questions, maybe three, for the Maricopa County BOS, including why don't you have the passwords? Uh, why are the seals broken on the chain of custody ballot boxes? Stuff like that, you know. And then you had um, <laughs> you had the brand new Republican Maricopa County recorder, uh, Stephen Richer. This guy, okay, you guys remember who Stephen Richer is, right? Like, you have to remember who Stephen Richer is. Because Stephen Richer, just like the rest of the people on the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, lives in denial. <laughs> Let's bring him on the screen. Oh, here's Stephen Richard. He's the ginger who lives in denial. I mean, guys, I wear my crown with pride. I don't see why he shouldn't. Look at, watch it. There he is again. <laughs> Sir, that is not a comb over. He's the ginger the ginger who lives in denial. And then look, you have Chaz Bono behind him. <laughs> Anyways, Chaz Bono and Stephen Richard, you're not doing anything for the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. I know some of you guys want to call on the POS out there. Like I said, I can say these things. I wear my crown with pride. I like the shape of my skull, right? This guy apparently does not. He's living in denial still. Anyways, the reason why I bring up Stephen Richer is because Dr. Kelly Ward gave a scathing update because she's the one who does our, you know, our America First, America, uh, Arizona, America's Audit, Arizona. So um, let's go ahead and hear a quick update. And now this is not from uh, yesterday. It's actually from, I think, the 24th or 25th. Uh, let me see here if there's a date on that. From the 25th. Um, and, and guys, check out this video because absolutely 
Twitter's trying to erase this video. They're making her look like a bot. Like she's like totally like this video. They're trying to, because not only does she hammer Stephen Richer, the Maricopa County Republican recorder. And then let's not forget Stephen Richer. He was not the recorder for Maricopa County during the 2020 election. No, the recorder for the 2020 election stood in place between 2016 and 2020. And he oversaw the fraud of those elections, including in 2020, 2016, and he got fired and they replaced him with Stephen Richer, who apparently is this ginger who lives in denial. But enough about that. Let's listen to Kelly Ward, Dr. Kelly Ward, and what she has to say about our election updates, because she has been great at bringing us that information and we thank her immensely. Let's go ahead and listen to her for just a little bit. Hello, everyone. Welcome to America's Audit Update from the Republican Party of Arizona. I am your chairwoman, Dr. Kelly Ward. As you know, the counting of ballots has renewed and restarted in earnest here in Arizona. Democrats, now joined by their newly adopted national anti-audit spokesman, a person who was mistakenly elected, perhaps, as a Republican last November, continue their attempts to stop or undermine the audit. We also have some exciting news from other states and jurisdictions who have seen us take the lead here in Arizona and now are looking at their own elections and opening their boxes of ballots for full recounts and examinations. Let's talk about Arizona first. Maricopa County recorder, Stephen Richer, who's in charge of administering elections in Maricopa County, but who was interestingly enough, not in office during the 2020 election cycle. He staged a circus masquerading as a news conference with his crew to angrily attack the Arizona State Senate, to attack individual state senators, to attack the auditors, to and challenge the legality of the audit from taking place. And he refused to attend a meeting requested by the Arizona State Senate or anyone else to address serious, serious irregularities found by the audit thus far. Richard even thought it wise to publicly attack President Donald Trump in a wild bid for national attention. It reminds me of that old adage, uh, be careful what you wish for, as Richard has now been swept up in the glow of attention from the mainstream media and the ultra left as they use him, use him as the example of Republicans leaving the fold and questioning the audit use him. Well, national polling firms are reporting nearly 90% of Republicans strongly support America's audit here in Arizona. So Stephen Richer is leading an army that just does not exist. His latest salvo was on a national news program, well, news, where he said that there was no legitimate reason that would have prompted this audit. He said that all of their internal tests came back clean and that the parties themselves oversaw the hand counting of uh, and the audit, the so-called audit of 47,000 or so votes. Well, 47,000 or so votes, Mr. Richard does not make an audit. As he takes his show on the road, Richard seems to be a carnival barker masquerading as a county recorder. 
He doesn't get to decide whether an election was handled properly or was fraudulent in any way. He's just an administrator. And administrators don't get to review and grade the work of their own office. Mr. Richard, you certainly do not have standing to question the Arizona State Senate's motivation or legal right to conduct this audit or to disregard decisions by the Arizona courts, including the Arizona Supreme Court, affirming this audit and how it's being conducted. Across the nation, America's audit is expanding. A Georgia judge recently agreed to unseal mail-in ballots in Fulton County, and that includes Atlanta. In Michigan, county officials have expressed interest in a review of their voting machines. A similar case in New Hampshire has at least one jurisdiction doing the same. In just one month since America's audit started here in, in Arizona, we are seeing a change in how voters view their elections and standing up for our right to see, count, and review the ballots. Not just a handful, but each and every one of them. I thank you for tuning in. And again, we'll see you at our next update. All right, ladies and gentlemen, did y'all see that? Did you see what I was talking about there? Like, she's like, she's like, I'm Kelly Ward, Kelly Ward, like, just like, like they're tripping up that video. They're most definitely tripping up that video. I think that um, they're trying to to make people say she's a reptile or or she must be like possessed or something, or she's a robot or an anatomatron or something like that. That was weird. But I think I'm pretty sure that's just uh, what was that on Twitter. I'm pretty, they're I'm pretty sure they were just like doing something to the video feed. But yeah, I, I love that now that she has had this platform where they're talking about the audit, She's gotten people to know her, to know what the uh, Arizona Senate is really made of. Because let me tell you what, they're strong. They're standing pretty strong. That uh, you know, um, they can they can talk about other things. Like uh, the the latest update didn't really even touch on what's going on with the audit. It was talking more about things like COVID uh, and things that, like the Senate is doing to move forward with uh, to ensure that an election integrity does occur in Arizona and that they're not just going to, you know, go along with whatever it is that the Dems or the progressives or the communists, whatever you want to say, whatever you want to call them, they're all the same to me, um, are doing to try and bring down our country. So that was pretty interesting update right there. That's pretty much what I got going on for you guys in the way of Arizona. They're still moving forward, guys, and uh, they're still moving forward, so we should too. All right, let's go ahead and bring up Pennsylvania. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on in Pennsylvania. Now, if you guys recall, Pennsylvania just had their primaries on May 18th. That was last week on Tuesday, um, and so there was a whole bunch of hullabaloo that was going on over the fact that A, for one thing, and this is this, this is the issue that's being addressed the most in regards to Pennsylvania, uh, that whenever Republicans went up to vote on their voting screens, the word Democrat came up. You are voting for Democrats. And so everyone was like, obviously, they can we trust this? Is this real? We feel disenfranchised. We feel like this is they're not taking our vote serious. This is not good, right? And I wouldn't feel good either. I mean, if I were going to go and vote and the party that I was voting for was not what was coming up on the screen, I would wonder too. And of course, they took a whole bunch of different measures. You know, they gave them provisional ballots that they could sign, the paper ballots that they could go ahead and turn in. 
that was there at their that was there for them just in case you know and, and i'm pretty sure every republican did now there were some people who came on camera that said yes it said democrat but when i looked at the people on the ballot it was all the republicans then we had one democrat candidate who said his name did not appear on the ballot at all which makes me wonder if maybe he wasn't really team democrat they're like eh we're just going to move him along because he's just going to split the vote against the the democrats that we do want in whatever way it was it went down Dominion eventually released a statement saying that it was not their fault because Dominion, they are the ones who are in charge of those machines. It was not their fault, but it was a human error. So that's what Dominion said. Now, everyone, including on the story that I'm going to talk to you about right now, all focused on the word Democrat appealing on a, appearing on a Republican um, ballot. What they are not focusing on, which I find kind of curious, is how the Republican ballots were not being accepted by the machines. They were being spit out like a bad dollar bill at a vending machine. So I don't understand why they're not talking about that. But you know what? I don't break the news. I just report the headlines. So we'll find out. You know what happened. Yeah, guys, it's raining really bad over here. Like the last few thunderclaps I felt in my soul. The soles of my feet, not my soul. But I felt them. Anyways, okay, it's coming down really bad right now. Okay, anyways, we're going to keep on going because you know what? Uh, Foxhole still going, doing, I, all I care about is Foxhole really doing good. I mean, Twitch, DLive, I loves ya, but not really. Anyways, okay, so let's go ahead and get back to this. Now, the Times leader had brought us this uh, about Lucerne County. A lot of people were kind of wondering about Lucerne County. Where is Lucerne County? Basically, it's like Pittsburgh and surrounding areas. So Pittsburgh's one of the most populous cities in Pennsylvania. So you just had your primary, Pittsburgh. I hope you voted. All right. So let's see um, what was going on over here. Now, basically what happened is the city council of Lucerne decided that they were going to open up an investigation into what happened during the primaries on May 18th over there in Lucerne County. And, um, what basically ended up happening is they are going to do it. They're going to open up an investigation into, into the Dominion machines and into the process. It said here that citing the on-screen ballot mislabeling error and other problems that caused many voters to feel disenfranchised and to be concerned about the integrity of the election process, because after all, did we not just have an entire presidential, federal, and of course, everyone down ballot? Did we not just have a whole curmudgeon happen with Dominion, this entire, this past 2020, exactly. So they decided to go ahead and move forward with it. It was unanimously approved by all 10 city council members to go ahead and move forward with an investigation into the Dominion machines and what happened during the May 18th primary over there in Pennsylvania. Now, um, Dominion Voting System is Systems Incorporated, as I said, they're the ones who supplied and programmed the devices, said that it was a human error and that uh, the company caused the data entry typ typ typographically mistaken was not by them, but by the Democrat head over at um, uh, in Pennsylvania. Of course, the people from uh, Pennsylvania said it was not them. OK, so what was it? Who was it? We may never know, but maybe this investigation will shed some light into that. The county administration also acknowledged the county did not test the ballots after they were programmed into the machines. 
And they were relying on Dominion to do that. Now, do you see when you rely on other people to do things for you, when you don't take responsibility for your own actions, things get messed up like that, you know? So you got to kind of do it on your own. Griffith's resolution asks the DA's office to investigate Dominion's practices and procedures in programming and setup of the primary ballot, the county election bureau's review and testing and the elections board role in election equipment and oversight and security, now, Councilman Matthew Vo said that he believes that the council must look at getting rid of Dominion due to its performance in the primary, and several other council members agreed with his assessment. So that's some interesting stuff. Real quick, you know, just a real quick update on what's going on in Pennsylvania. Now, here's something else that you should note that we're not going to get into the skinny of here at the C Report tonight because we're talking about election audit updates. The Lucerne City Council also authorized Lucerne, um, Lucerne County to be a sanctuary city, sanctuary county for the Second Amendment. So you go, Lucerne County. Congrats on getting that through in your city council. Lucerne is going to be a Second Amendment sanctuary city. And hopefully you're going to get Dominion out of your city. And uh, you will restore election integrity to the people of Pennsylvania over there in Lucerne County. Awesome, guys. Okay, so let's go ahead and move on to Georgia. There have been some startling events going on in Georgia. Now, okay, so we were talking about at the Sea Report how Georgia is becoming, it's coming on the map for another state that's going to do a forensic audit of the 2020 presidential election, right? We're up to the point that one of the judges, Judge Amaro, had actually ordered that the ballots be unsealed, the absentee ballots be unsealed so they can take high quality digital photos or whatever it is that they do so they can inspect these ballots because still they're at this point to, to where they don't want, you, want them to touch the ballots because you know what's going to happen when they touch the ballots. They're going to find out that the paper stock is different. They're going to find out that there are uh, photocopied ballots and stuff like that. So they don't want them to touch the absentee ballot. They're going to find out that there are no folds in them. You know, all the stuff that they're finding out in Arizona, all the stuff that they found out in Antrim, Michigan, all the stuff that they found out in Wyndham, New Hampshire, they're going to find in Georgia, right? They're going to find the same things. I guarantee it, right? So this is what happens. Judge Amaro says today they were supposed to meet. Now, this is voter GA. This is voter GA and also uh, uh, the people who are, are heading that up. Garland Favorito is the, the main guy who's heading that up. He was supposed to meet there with uh, the Fulton County Electoral Board. I'm sorry, I don't remember the official name of them. I'm sure they would be upset, but you guys aren't because you know what I'm talking about. And Garland and, and Garland Favorito and voter GA was just told as of today. This is a developing story, guys, because they were supposed to meet at the place where they're where they're storing the ballots so they could begin their work, right? Judge Amaro decided to postpone this meeting to get these election ballots scanned and in the hands of voter GA to do their audit of them. What the heck is going on here, guys, right? Because it seemed like everything was coming up roses, and then all of a sudden it was raining cats and dogs. Well, it's raining cats and dogs here in Texas, and so I guess that's kind of what's going on there, right? Okay, so basically, here's the skinny. Fulton County, Georgia, the people who are opposing this, and we're talking about 
We're talking about the, the county representatives over there in Fulton. They've said to the effect that they don't run the elections, so voter GA can't sue them or subpoena them or hold any kind of judicial measure against them to get into those ballots. They have to sue the right people is kind of what they're saying. Now, there were three filings that the Fulton County election you know, supervisors went ahead and used against those who wanted to get this audit undergoing. Now, in the three filings that were filed today, the election fraud case was making its way through Fulton County GA. The attorneys declared the county has no control over its elections. A scandalo in a bit to stop the election audit that was scheduled to begin today when county employees were to discuss how to implement the court-ordered scan of 157,000 mail-in ballots at 600 DPI, which was a high enough resolution to detect fraud. The case, of course, was being heard by Judge Amaro. Okay, so let me pull up the data. Here we go, guys. Let me get it onto the screen for you so you can see it. Now, again, if you want to see the legalese, this jurisdictional paperwork, if you want to see the news reports that I cite from, if you want to see the videos that I share with you, it'll be dropped in my Discord post-show for you to peruse at your own leisure. Now, here's uh, here's the documentation here. In the Superior Court of Fulton County, state of Georgia, Garland Favorito, you know, he is the one of the petitioners. Now it says right here, comes now, Fulton County, Georgia, by special and limited appearance without submitting to the jurisdiction of the court and hereby files this motion to dismiss petitioner Garland Favorito's complaint pursuant to etc etc. So here's their legal document there. They want this dismissed. And basically, what basically ends up happening is the judge does not outright dismiss it. He puts a postpone on it. So they're bottlenecking guys. Remember what happened in Michigan in Michigan and Antrim County? Bottleneck, bottleneck, bottleneck. All they did was use legalese and jurisprudence to slow down the process. The same thing they did to Donald Trump whenever, I mean, Billiam Barr, big old baby beluga whale, Bill Barr, did the same thing to him. We thought Bill Barr was the B2 bomber that was going to bring us justice. Nah, this guy who made this what? He made a, 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 a legal opinion that allowed the United States of America to go ahead and take in Panama president or, or, or even if he was a dictator at the time. We as the American, uh, as a, a country, have no right to go ahead and arrest and jail someone else, some other country's president. Because of William Barr, we were able to do that. That's back in the 1980s during President B, uh, Daddy Bush. Yeah, yeah, that's William Barr for you. That's our B2 bomber. He bottlenecked everything that Trump was trying to do, and he went ahead and passed all of Biden's, what, 70? Well, he probably only got up to 30 or 40 of his of his executive orders by the time that William Barr, the, the big booby bottleneck B2 bomber beluga well, you know, was found out and removed summarily. Like, he bottlenecked everything for President Trump. That's why he was not able to move as quick as he wanted to prior to the 2020 election and the 2021 inauguration. It was all William Barr, that big boobed belega whale. Okay, enough about him. Okay, so this is what they're doing. Just like in Michigan, they're doing it here now. Like they've attempted to do in Arizona, Maricopa County, to use jurisprudence and lawfare to slow down the process. 
they have successfully accomplished it in Georgia. So here's where we are. Let's. Uh, this is a this is a, an 11 page document. So we're not going to go through all of it, but I have my highlights here. Section three: Petitioners' claims against Fulton County are barred against Fulton County has no control over elections. What the heck? Okay, because we're going to touch on Wisconsin in just a minute. And in Wisconsin, what did we learn? That in Wisconsin, they didn't have control of their elections either, but the details are different, and the devil's always in the details. With respect to Fulton County, it is an improper party because it is not the final policymaker with control over elections. So who controls the elections in Georgia? That's what I want to know. The elections code states that where there is a board of elections, that entity acts as a superintendent and conducts elections and primaries. Interpreting the elections code, courts have confirmed that a board of elections is vested with broad powers to manage the conduct of elections on behalf of the state and that the county has little management control. So here you go. That's where they're saying you can't sue us. You can't call us out because we're not the ones. The county, we're not the ones, is what the county is saying. Anyways, this paper goes on to say, the election code and case law demonstrate that Fulton County cannot be the final policymaker in regards to conducting elections and plaintiffs has failed to allege otherwise. Thus, because Fulton County is not the election superintendent, it is not proper a party to this action that complains about the November 3rd, 2020 general election. Fulton County's inability to address any of these alleged problems demonstrates that it has no control or authority over the management of the election and thus cannot be liable for any alleged constitutional violation. Thus, Fulton County is an improper party and should be dismissed. So basically what they're saying here is, you got the wrong people, neener, neener, neener. But what they don't realize is this is gold because now those who are pursuing this lawsuit, those who want to go ahead and hold whomever is in charge accountable for we know now that it's not fulton county so these guys kind of just pantsed themselves they kind of pants their bosses so whoever was in charge of fulton county is probably saying gd now they're going to come and look for us and you know kind of that's pretty much the effect that's happened here because uh even 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 garland favorito has said that there is a gold lining here because this is a desperate move. And the silver lining is that now they have more time to perfect the changes they had to make to inspect their plan. You see what's happening here? All of we little peons, all of we little citizens of America, all of we non-legislators, all of we who thought we had no power, we're finding our power. Because now we can go ahead and see the different roads that we need to take. And we're all sharp-minded. We're all keyed into it. We're all cued into it. We're looking at it. We're inspecting it. This has become our puzzle game. We're no longer looking at President Trump's, you know, uh, posts on Twitter. We're looking at how the enemy moves and we're finding out how they play the game. We're looking at the spider web that they have laid before us and we're finding the points that trigger that spider to come and cocoon us 
so that we can attack it and flank it. That's what's happening here, guys. That's that's my analysis of everything that's going on. So that moving forward, we know that all of the elections will be secured because we're seeing every game that we play. And it's all in the work. The legal work is the spider web. The legal work is the puzzle pieces that we're putting together and we're figuring out how they make their moves. Do you see how valuable this is that we are able to see this? Okay, I have another document here. No, cancel. Okay, so um, this document we're looking at now, the, the most important thing is to see how scared the county of Georgia is. They have, they have enlisted two of the top attorneys in the state of Georgia. Okay, the attorneys, Donald Samuel and Pat, Amanda Palmer, they work for Garland, Samuel, and Loeb Law Firm in Atlanta. The people of Atlanta, okay, because isn't it interesting how taxpayers always fit the bill? Isn't it interesting how they get taxpayers to pay to bring down America? We're paying them to bring down our country. Like we're giving them our money and they're using it against us. That's not fair. That's why I said a couple of reports ago, it's actually more than a couple of reports ago. We need to see these, we need to sue these people personally. We need to sue the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors personally. It's not fair that the taxpayers have to pay the fines that these people are going to undergo because of the treason and the, the, the ill will that they've perpetrated against us. The taxpayers should not have to pay for that. These people made that decision of their own moral consciousness, of their own immoral consciousness, of their own scrupulous conscience. And they should pay for it themselves out of their own pocket. The taxpayers should not have to pay for the decisions that they made against the people. I hope someone's listening to this because they shouldn't. We should not have to pay for it. The taxpayers should not have to pay for their decisions. They made it of their own lack of conscience against America. They should pay for it themselves. That's what I'm trying to say here. Okay, anyway, so uh, the, the Fulton County Electoral Board has went ahead and enlisted these two high-ranked lawyers, I'm sure they get paid a lot of money, right? Because they are running scared. And there's their signatures right there. They sign their death certificates themselves. Look, just so you can see it. Donald F. Samuel and Amanda Clark Palmer. So that's what's going on in Georgia. Now, uh, the Epoch Times has reported that Ameris, Amero said the motions must be heard before the plaintiffs can gain access to the absentee ballots. He proposed a June 21st hearing. So again, just like uh, just like our good old friend, Ghislaine Maxwell, who keeps getting her court date pushed back and pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. These guys have managed to get that date in court to have that meeting where they all review the ballots pushed back. That's the name of the game here. All you can do is push that date back. But justice is coming. Mark my words. Mark anyone's words in this community. Justice is coming. Because we've got the faith and the patience to do it, and we will watch it happen. Um, and like I said, even Garland Favorito says, this is a move of desperation. All right, guys, let's move on. Okay, we're going to the state of Michigan. What is going on in the state of Michigan? Now, you guys know that we've been talking about Michigan a lot because of wretched Gretchen Whitmer and all of those freaking draconian uh, mandates that she's put upon her people. I feel for you people in Michigan. I feel for you. I, I, my heart goes out to you guys because you guys are dealing with one of the most corrupt, corrupt governors besides Nipple Rings Cuomo to ever sit in the house and rule over you guys. So Michigan, 
All right. Let's talk about the state secretary of state in Michigan. And I really got to ask, what is it with all of these corrupt secretaries of state? Like, come on. We have we have secretary of state schnobs in Arizona doing everything she can in her power to try and like derail the audit, America's audit over there in Arizona. We have what? We have Raffensperger, Nothingsburger in the state of Georgia, who's the best liar in the world and has has a, a board that will approve of all of his his lies and, and all of his debauchery. And then we had people like Secretary of State Brookvar over there in Pennsylvania, who is giving out, you know, uh, tips on how to basically accept a signature that does not look like a signature that matches on an absentee ballot that does not match the envelope. Like that, that secretary of state, totally, totally, totally corrupt. What is it with secretaries of state that they're also corrupt? Well, we have secretary of state Benson over there in Michigan. I'm sure if you live in Michigan, you know all about this dishonest, the secretary of state. (laughs) And, and this, this, this secretary of state is not, I mean, she's obviously deep in the pocket of wretched Gretchen Whitmer. I'm sure they all go to their Sonic the Hedgehog lesbian parties together. I say it because of the hair. Anyways, anyways, I don't know that she's, uh, when am I going to get sued for defamation because I called her a lesbian? Hey, I was right about schnobs. (laughs) Anyways, enough about that. We're not here to talk about sexuality. We're here to talk about their corruption. Okay, so uh, the Michigan Secretary of State, Jocelyn Benson, um, uh, very unlikable, very untrustworthy, very RBF, you know what I mean, in the face? Okay, so let's talk a little bit about her lies and her corruption, because she is not going to assist in any way with moving forward with a forensic audit of any election, even her own, in Michigan State, right? And even Dominion is warning against the people in Michigan because they're, because Secretary Schnobbs pulled this off in Arizona where she was like, oh, well, now that um, cyber ninjas and unaccredited uh, um, auditors have gotten their hands on, on, on the Dominion voting machines, we can't use them anymore. And that, of course, is to get ahead of the tide. That, of course, is to get ahead of the game. That, of course, is to get ahead of the incoming, you know, um, um, criminal penalties that will probably be slapped upon them that, oh, well, um, you know, it's not that Dominion machines are bad. It's that you had unaccredited auditors that didn't know what they were doing and they messed up everything. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get ahead of the story. And so Dominion is telling the same thing to the same people in Michigan, you cannot have unaccredited auditors because it's going to mess up the voting machines. And then who knows, because they're not accredited by the EAS that had no funds, that had a skeleton crew that was not even uh, certifying any of these election uh, machines uh, up through like 2018 or sooner. I mean, okay, take it for what you will. But the people who know these things, the people who read the paperwork kind of know what's going on. You can't pull the wool over the eyes, even by a popular opinion, because just as you saw at the start of this uh, report, CNN and, MS- and MSDNC, who are the, sh- the chief, you know, um, uh, brainwashers, they're not being paid attention to anymore. No one's listening to them. So let's see how far they can get with this. Anyways, it says on March 16th, Michigan's crooked Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson was again exposed for attempting to affect the outcome of the elections when a Michigan judge ruled that Benson, in fact, did try 
to direct city clerks to ignore the signature matching law on absentee ballots in the 2020 election, just like Brookfar, just like Brookfar. The Democrat Secretary of State was added to the Antrim County, Michigan voter fraud court case as a defendant. So here again, you have someone who is defending their own work. It does not work like that, guys. If you are the person who committed the crime, you can't defend yourself. I mean, unless you don't have someone presenting your law. But anyways, okay, so um, it goes on to say, instead of offering help to do a proper audit in Antrim County, thereby alleviating everyone's fears about a possible re-election, Secretary of State Benson's attorney fought tooth and nail to ensure that the judge would dismiss the case. And we know that constitutional attorney Matthew DiPerno is appealing it, and he's probably got a microstorm behind him to do it. But again, that's something that I think was just meant to deflate the patriots and think, ah, shucks. It's not going to happen. It never happens. Well, guess what? Prior to 2016, I had that attitude. When something went wrong, I was like, dang it, Ron Paul didn't win the elections. It's, it's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. But guess what, guys? After 2016, I am full of hope and I am an eternal optimist that we are on the right path and it's going to happen, guys, because it's going to happen. In December, Michigan Democrat Secretary of State Benson refused to testify about the elections in front of the House Oversight Committee. This, this, this is just a laundry list of all of her errors, of her lack of, um, a lack of, of service to us. One week after the election, Benson appeared on Detroit's WJR radio. Oh, this was a class act, Benson. She was asked about how, uh, you know, all of the windows were being covered up, right? Because we all saw that. We all saw that happened where, you know, all of the Democrat operatives were trying to hide the audit proceedings and the counting from Republican um, um, poll watchers and vote watchers and count watchers and audit watchers. And Benson had the gumption to say on the radio that the reason why they were doing that was because the Republican, uh, the Republican viewers were smashing the windows and breaking the windows. And it was an outright lie. And she got called out on air for do, for saying that. Like, these people are so disconnected that they think that what they say on some mainstream, lamestream, fake news outlet. And I'm not saying that WJR is that because I don't know WJR from Jack. But she thought she could say that lie and get away with it. And she got called out within minutes of making that statement. Because none of that was true and none of that happened. Now, like I said, just like she is pushing back against these forensic audits in Antrim County and Michigan proper, so is Dominion. Um, and, and they're also saying that if you have an unaccredited auditor go over this equipment, that they will unqualify them, whatever that means, right? Now, the Washington Post had this to say. In letters sent to the Cheboygan and Antrim County clerks last week, the Office of Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson said the county boards have no authority to order audits and instructed election clerks not to provide access to unaccredited outside parties to conduct them. That's that's saying something. So, like, if they don't have authority, then who does, right? Just Jocelyn Benson? Just wretched Gretchen Whitmer? Is, are they the only ones, right? In a separate letter to all Michigan counties that use its equipment, Dominion will also warn them of transferring these machines again. All of this chill factor. And we already know that Dominion was suing people like 
Fox and Newsmax because they just wanted to scare the tookus out of them. And, and maybe it helped us see their true colors because if Fox and Newsmax were indeed following all of the post-election jury trials that were dismissed by courts in favor of uh, select President Biden instead of the true fraud that occurred and the hundreds upon hundreds of affidavits that were signed by red-blooded Americans, then they're also disconnected from us because we saw what happened, Newsmax. We know what happened. And if Newsmax had the gall, if Newsmax had the cojones, they would have fought that lawsuit because all of the evidence is there. The proof is in the pudding. And they let us down. They let us believe that they were a new news organization. Now, I'm not saying that everyone who reports and does stories on Newsmax is bad. We're talking about the head, the top of that, right? Just like Fox gave the state of Virginia to President-elect Biden when it was at 2% of all of the votes coming in. We were watching it live, guys. We're not that dull. Okay. All right. That's what I got for you in Michigan. Let's head over to Wisconsin. What's going on in Wisconsin? Okay. There's some stuff going on in Wisconsin because Wisconsin has not been on the map completely for these forensic election audits, but there's so much going on in Wisconsin. It's got to happen soon. Okay. So (laughs) first of all, we need to address the corrupt Republican leadership in Wisconsin because these leaders, they ain't leading. They're quite corrupt. You know what I mean? Like they're quite corrupt. Uh, these guys, and, and it's it's really interesting how this is going to uh, develop as we go through the story of Wisconsin. Um, here, let me let me shrink the flag here so we can we can give them proper homage, right? Wisconsin. It's one of the uh, it's one of the most basic flags I've ever seen in the union. Anyways, okay, so the Wisconsin officials they were okay with the unconstitutional ballot drop boxes. And that's what this is going to, there's actually, there's a lot developing here. We're going to go through some of it. Okay. So hang tight. We're going to go through some of it, but the officials in the Republican party basically were like, Oh, we're, we're all good with these unconstitutional drop boxes for the ballots. And not only were they okay with it, but they had the backing They had the backing of one of the most notorious law law firms in the Western Hemisphere, this side of the planet. Everybody knows who Perkins Coy is by now. Everybody knows that Perkins Coy and his 70 to 100, I think President Trump said it was like 103 or 104 attorneys descended into Arizona to try and stop the Arizona audit. Perkins Coy and Mark Elias, the, 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 the very lawyer who represented Hillary Clinton, right? There's nothing wrong with him, right? I'm sure. Well, Perkins Coy was in Wisconsin as well. And they were backing up the Republican officials. Uh, let's see, their names were... Um, it was uh, it was Speaker Voss, I believe was his name, if I'm not mistaken. Speaker Voss and uh, one of the other guys there. I'll, I'll get his name as I go down my notes here. 
but they were backing him up. Let's see, who do I got here? Okay, so here's here's some of the paperwork. I got some of the documentation for you guys as well. Okay, so it says here that in Wisconsin, Assembly Committee on Campaigns and Elections and the Senate Committee on Elections and Ethics and Rules issued a joint public hearing to review the 2020 general election. Now, there is attorney, an attorney over there by the name of Karen Muller. And Karen Muller is the one who is dissenting against these ballot boxes. Karen Muller was like, they're not constitutional. They do not work within the legislative um, um, work that is set out in the state of Wisconsin. So you can't do this, basically. Now, right down here, now they had this thing called Democracy in the Park where they were putting up like, I think it was like three or 500 ballot boxes around the state of Wisconsin. Of course, there's no security. Of course, there's no chain of custody. Of course, we don't know what's going on. And this is just one of the things that's happening in, that happened in Wisconsin that I think is going to bring a forensic audit to the surface. They had these ballot boxes and Karen Muller was fighting against it. She challenged it, challenged it, challenged it. She said the Dropbox program was not uh, in accord with the, the Constitution of Wisconsin, let alone the Constitution of the United States itself. Um, in, this, in this letter here, she wrote, Your democracy in the park campaign appears to fall outside of these lawful categories as your office describes the campaign your poll workers will attempt to collect absentee ballots at over, oh, uh, 200, sorry, I said three to 500, 200 unsecured outdoor locations and only deliver these ballots to the city clerk's office at the end of the six-hour campaign. The threat that this procedure poses to ballot integrity is manifestly obvious. More, moreover, in light of these many convenient absentee ballot return options described just above, there could be no justification for this ad hoc, unsecure, and unlawful approach that your campaign appears to be creating. It then goes on to say, we urge you in the strongest possible terms to abandon this unlawful effort immediately in order to avoid the threat of invalidated ballots and needless litigation. At minimum, your office should keep any ballots collected during this illegal effort separate from all other ballots your office receives. So that was pretty interesting there. You know, that's what uh, that's what uh, Karen Muller was trying to say. Now, again, I mean, you have to say, as much as we are not fond of Karens, you got to love a Karen who's standing in our corner because she'll take them to task, right? Anyways, so she did not believe that these were lawful. That's her letter of fraud. Of course, the paragraph above that goes on to, to give you all of the actual, you know, uh, a citation from the, the legal documents that you would to pursue that. But she claimed that drop boxes for ballots throughout Wisconsin were in fact illegal since neither Wisconsin Elections Commission members nor county clerks had the legislative power and authority to create and to designate such drop boxes as official places where ballots could be cast and received and counted under Wisconsin law. And of course, we know that President Trump and his legal team were also using that direction when they were talking about how um, it was it was up to the state legislatures, not these emergency powers to go ahead and change election law. All the same thing. Of course, it was dismissed. This, the, the, um, the, the, the Supreme Court basically, you know, he, they basically kicked America in the balls and they said, you know what? We have no standing. It makes no sense. Super, 
SCOTUS gate is coming, guys. SCOTUS gate is coming. But aside from that, let's take a look. Uh, here's a document. That I have. Is this a document coming up? No. Oh, 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 oh. sorry, guys. That is uh, that is Mark Elias. He is the uh, he is the love child of Carl Rove and Oogie Boogie. He's the one that heads up Perkins Coy. Perkins Coy. That is Hillary Clinton's law firm that descended into Arizona to try and stop um, all of the election audit going on over there. Oh, we're going to talk about them in just a minute. Don't let me get ahead of myself. Um, here is um, the uh, letter. This is the document here. Let me let me expand that for you. That shows that it is indeed Mark Elias beyond a shadow of a doubt. Here I highlight it for you. Mark Elias, that is Hillary Clinton's lawyer, right? He's the one who is helping him out over there in Wisconsin. He's got his finger in many pies, it seems like. But now if we go down here, uh, we'll see that in this letter of litigation that, um, in fact, the Republican officials over in Wisconsin did indeed agree with this unconstitutional effort to get these ballots, who Mark Elias also backed up the constitutional law. It says right here, now this is Mark Elias's words. In late September, for example, Wisconsin State Assembly Speaker Robin Voss and Wisconsin State Senate Majority Leader Scott Fitzgerald publicly emphasized that they wholeheartedly supported voters' use of authorized drop boxes, which must be secured at all times to protect ballot integrity. These legislative leaders called drop boxes a convenient, secure, and expressly authorized absentee ballot return method and emphasized that such boxes were especially appropriate for emergency use during the COVID-19 global pandemic. His petition contends that more than 500 absentee ballot drop boxes. Oh, so I was right. It was not 200. It was not 300. It was 500. 500. I knew my brain was worth something. His petition contends that more than 500 absentee ballot drop boxes used during the state in the lead up to the November 3rd election were in fact illegal because the Wisconsin legislature did not expressly authorize their use, even though the WEC promoted, assisted in, and regulated the installation and operation of drop boxes through the state. In your face, Robin Voss and Scott Fitzgerald. Apparently, these Republican leaders of Wisconsin don't know what they're doing. Or, you know what, here's what I think. Here's what I think. Because, let's not forget, the state of Wisconsin is rife in scandal with the elections. Why do I say that? Because not only did you have these illegal and unconstitutional drop boxes going on, the other scandal that's breaking in Wisconsin is how Zuckerberg of Facebook funded a lot of these elections. And you guys know this. You guys know that Zuckerberg pumped millions of dollars into these elections and it's finally coming out. Now, we actually reported about this in Wisconsin uh, back at the beginning of May. Uh, at the beginning of May, the C Report talked to you about how Zuckerbucks are being found in the Wisconsin Five. And the reason why it was a scandal is because it was against their own city charters. 
that someone from outside the city would run their elections. And that is exactly what happened. Now, all of this is going to tie together, I promise you, in the end. Because this is like, there's like two or three or four scandals going on, and we're only going to report on a couple of them. This is developing, and we're going to report more on it at the Sea Report later on. But in Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Five, who is the Wisconsin Five? Let's see, we reported on it back then. It's Racine, uh, Green Bay, uh, Madison, Milwaukee, and uh, what's the last one? What's the last one? Let me, let, me, let me go through my notes here. Kenosha. Oh, Kenosha, huh? Okay, so we had Milwaukee, Madison, Green Bay, Kenosha, and Racine. Those are the Wisconsin Five. And it was found out that they were not running their own elections. There's emails that were dropped on it that busted them wide open. We reported it back on May 7th or 6th or 5th or 8th. Somewhere in there, we gave you the story, guys. But it's coming up to surface again. Now, the reason why it's coming up to surface... Okay, well, let's let's go ahead and break down the Wisconsin Five thing and the Zuckerbuckbergs. Now, oh, well, that's, that's President Trump, not Zuckerberg. Okay, Center for Tech and Civic Life. Now, these guys were the ones that gave all of Zuckerberg's money to the Wisconsin Five. And it's not just in Wisconsin. This is developing. The Center for Tech and Civic Life, they're everywhere. They're not just in Wisconsin. We'll talk about them on our next report, maybe. Because I want to do some headlines with you guys, not just election audit information, but we'll get to them. But okay, so Center for Tech and Civic Life is a nonprofit that's funded by Jeff Zuckerberg. I think that's his name. The guy from Facebook. I don't care about him enough to remember his first name, right? Okay, so Zuckerberg. Okay, so he's funding elections through this Center for Tech and Civic Life. Now, in emails, what they found out is that there was this, like, really heavy Democrat, like, you know, like, mole who got into the elections in Wisconsin by way of his organization. And that organization was called the National Vote at Home Institute. And the name of this Democrat mole, Michael Spitzer Rubenstein, is the one who led the elections in the Wisconsin Five, okay? So he led the elections. Why is this a scandal? Because it's against the city charter to have someone other than the city that is holding the elections to actually run the proceedings of the elections. This guy is the one who did it. It's in the emails. It's documented. It's in the books. It's done, okay? So that's why this is becoming a big scandal. Um, because through the Center for Tech and Civil uh, Civic Life, Zuckerberg's organization, they're the parent organization over the National Vote at Home Institute. Big deal, guys. Big deal. You can take them out on the minutiae. I swear to you guys. So under Wisconsin state law, each municipal clerk has charge and supervision of election and registration in that municipality. It's not ambiguous in any means. Michael Spitzer Rubenstein cannot be running these elections for each municipality. It is up to that municipal's clerk to take care of that. And that is not what happened. In May, Racine Mayor Corey Mason, who is also a hyper-partisan Democrat operative, emailed the mayors of Milwaukee, Madison, Green Bay, and Kenosha, and they held a virtual meeting on how to get this Michael Spitzer Rubenstein to work for them. Now, why were they working for Michael Spitzer Rubenstein? Because Zuckerberg who's in charge for the Center for Tech and Civic Life, who's in charge of the National Vote at Home Institute, sent them millions of dollars. And he had to make sure that his money went where he wanted it to go. So Rubenstein was basically there making sure that all the money that Zuckerberg was investing went towards his investment. And that's why he was running their elections. Big red flags. 
big in your face. Big, you've been dropped out and discovered. This was from MacIver Institute report. Again, we reported this very story at the beginning of this month. And now it's coming back up into the surface of the headlines because it's a scandal, guys. A scandalo. We can't believe this is happening. Now, here's where it all ties in. Because that uh, Scott Fitzgerald and that, that Robin Voss, the two... Uh, the two Republican officials who agreed with the unconstitutional drop boxes and had Hillary Clinton's lawyer, Perkins Coy, and Elias, Mac Elias Mark, his name, uh, Mark Elias, to back them up. These guys are now going to authorize a forensic audit in Wisconsin. And guess what? He's hiring three former police officers to audit their general election. Okay, so it's kind of like, wait, you're going to have three police officers to do their like sleuthing to figure out what happened in these elections. You have the people over in Maricopa County doing this audit of 2.1 million ballots and they have a team of several dozens of people and it's taking weeks to do it. And they're expecting three former officers to audit their general election. It kind of makes no sense, but here's something else to consider. This is where I'm kind of like, okay, what's really going on here? This is why we can't, jump to conclusions. We have to be patient and we have to have faith and, and maybe even re even believe in redemption, maybe believe in the human spirit. I'm not painting these guys with that brush by any means, but I don't understand myself. I don't understand it myself. So here's what's what. This, uh, this Republican speaker, Robin Voss, is hiring these uh, three cops to do their, their uh, audit. But he is also hiring these cops to investigate. They're opening an inquiry into the Center for Tech and Civic Life and the National At-Home Voting Institute. They want to find out through these three officers how the money that these people put into Wisconsin played into the general election. So I'm like, I don't know what's really going on here. Okay, so the Just the News reported that um, the corrupt Wisconsin leadership hires three cops to pursue the Zuckerbuck mo money into this inquiry. It says the investigation by Republican lawmakers into the actions taken by outside not-for-profit groups during the Wisconsin elections is growing. So are they really doing a forensic audit of like the ballots and the votes, or are they just investigating these not-for-profit groups and how they use their money, and they're covering it as if though it were an audit investigation. I don't know. This is this is juicy, guys. I don't know. Okay, so it says um, uh, Assembly Speaker Robin Boss, the same guy who approved these unconstitutional drop boxes, told News Talk 1130 WISN's Don, Dan O'Donnell that he is hiring three former police officers to lead this legislative investigation. Reports point to outside nonprofit groups like Mark, oh, I said Jeff, Mark Zuckerberg's funded Center for Tech and Civic Life using grant money to gain access to election operations in Milwaukee, Madison, Green Bay, Racine, and Kenosha. The legislature has been holding hearings into the outside group for months. Boss's decision this week expands that investigation. The investigation will not lead to criminal charges, he says, since the legislature doesn't have that power. But Voss said he hopes to show clear and convincing evidence that these outside groups broke Wisconsin's election laws so that lawmakers can change those laws. So everyone's doing it a minute too late, a dime short of a dozen. 
But it's interesting because it's under the cover of an audit, but they're actually going to be inspecting Mark Zuckerberg's Center for Tech and Civic Life. Now, let me tell you, there's a lot more to come on this Center for Tech and Civic Life. They were not just in Wisconsin. They were even in Texas. And you know how that makes my blood boil, ladies and gentlemen. So my questions are, will these three cops count all the ballots and do a forensic analysis themselves? Or or, or is Speaker Voss, who agrees to the drop boxes, how will that impact the investigation? Because if these three cops are investigating the CTCL and also that uh, Democrat um, um, operatives group, that uh, National Vote at Home Institute, you have to remember, Millions of dollars were funneled from the CTCL into the state elections. And they even had um, they even had this one questionnaire. How did the CTCL's money perform in your state election, right? In your city election. So did money from the CTCL go into Speaker Voss's pocket? Did it go into uh, Scott Fitzgerald's pocket? And if that's the case, should they be in charge of this investigation? Is there not a conflict of interest? I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned to the C report because if it breaks, we will report it because we just watched the headlines here. Very interesting stuff. That's all that I have for you guys on these election audit updates. It's it's just been quite, an, and there's a lot more developing with the CTCL. I promise you guys we'll be bringing it to you. But again, um, thank you all for tuning in to the uh, C report. We did a crazy, I guess, what were you at? Hour number, we're almost, we're two and a half hours into the program, the longest I think we've run so far. And again, it's raining cats and dogs here in my hometown. But if you guys are out at the uh, um, For God and Country Patriot Roundup in Dallas, I hope you guys are having a smashing time. If you're not one of the cool cats hanging out at the VIP and you're hanging out in your hotel room or whatever, um, go ahead and uh, tune into the C report, jump into the foxhole and see what's going on. We've got a lot going on guys. It's been a great afternoon and I appreciate all the lurkers and the trolls in Twitch. We've got a lot of trolls over at Twitch. I wouldn't be surprised how many of them are operatives, but, uh, we're going to check out what's going on. Now, let me, let me go ahead and jump over here before we close up the show. Let's see here. What do we got going on? Wow, we got quite an audience tonight. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. I appreciate it. I appreciate all the love given and the gold pills. Now, I got to do something because I got to figure this out. Let me let me just do this. We're doing this live on the air. You know, it's all it's all live here. No teleprompters. Okay, so this is what we're doing because I want I want to participate in this because the Foxhole app had a pretty major upgrade today, uh, really, really setting themselves aside from the competition and also, also raising the bar so that we can get off of people of, of streams like Twitch. Like, I don't want to be on Twitch, but I have to be because when I have people on Twitch, I have people like Palestine will win 92, no doubt uh, a, a Morlock troll in their parents' bedroom, probably a millennial, probably a progressive, probably a communist, probably like, what was that? The Black Hammer Antifa? They probably got the Joker face paint on and they, they're probably like non-binary. They're probably halfway between growing a penis and chopping it off. They don't know what they're going to do with their life. They probably have a mustache and tits, like that kind of thing. Anyways, yeah, we don't want to hang out with you people. We'd rather hang out in the foxhole. 
it's much it's much friendlier there that's what i think anyways but uh what do i want to do i want to release this lottery ticket so let's see if i can't figure out how to do that i was kind of uh messaging with uh, not just my mother methods also he's he's giving me a hand here thank you brother i appreciate it let's let's go ahead and see if i can't do this right now i think this will be fun if i can manage to pull it off and if, if you guys want to know what's going on well then get on the foxhole app and you'll find out i can tell you for a fact okay so let's see what's up let's see what's up okay i think i'm gonna push this button and let's see what happens Oh, uh, um, okay. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Hold on. Okay. Click on the gold pill tab below your street. Okay. Oh, okay. I see. I see. I see. Oh, oh, that's it. Okay. Oh, wait, hold on. I'm going to do this, guys. Y'all, For all of you who are watching, thank you for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow with the C. We don't do Saturday and Sunday reports, but you know what? We're having a great time this Memorial Day weekend. It's raining cats and dogs. We got a Patriot Roundup. We got some... Oh, I just released the lotto ticket. I don't know what that means, but I did. Okay. Oh, how exciting. How exciting. Um, okay. All right, guys. Everyone who tuned in today. Okay, apparently there's a new update in the Foxhole app, and I can't see who's lurking, but I love you all. I love lurkers because you know what? The message, the message carries forward, right? I think the message carries forward. For for all of those who stopped into chat, I mean, we'll do a chat recap next time. Uh, uh, Curious cat, love warned, joy for Trump, freed deed. Uh, let's see who else is here. Uh, I know I saw TikTok in there. I, I can't see everyone. My chat's like, eh, it's it's not working right now. But it's okay. It's okay. It will overcome. We shall overcome. I released the lottery ticket. I, I released lottery ticket. Okay, I hope someone won. I hope someone won. All right, guys. Y'all have a great night. Have a blessed night. Enjoy the Patriot Roundup if you guys are there. Enjoy Fox Hopping. Enjoy yourselves. It's a great evening, guys. I'm having a fantabulous night. And we will see you tomorrow. I promise you. Have a good night, y'all. Have a good night. <laughs>